The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to episode 14 of Your Average Ordinary. I'm your host, Dan Torres. Hey, real quick, if you guys haven't already, I've been talking about Wicked Memories for the past couple of weeks. Local in North Tonawanda, 408 Oliver Street. They have awesome candles and awesome home products for you to go check out. We stress local business on this show. We interview local people. We talk about how much people have suffered this year because of the economy and the crazy changes we have. So make sure you go check them out. I'm telling you, Katie has some awesome products over there, and they're a really, really great business to support every Saturday, new in-store sales. So make sure you go like them on Facebook and go check them out. Again, Wicked Memories, 408 Oliver Street in North Tonawanda, right by the studio over here. Melting Memories. After Dark, and Wickedly Handcrafted, both two amazing places in one spot. This is your weekly mental health checkpoint. Please check in on yourself. You're doing great. Take a deep breath. Your mental health is important. You are important. So keep pushing. Keep thriving. And let's get through to the sunshine, man. Like <laughs> We just need to make it until we can get some good old vitamin C and some good old serotonin in our brains. But you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. Our viewership has gone way up even since the last time I talked about it. And I'm, I'm just so thankful for everybody who's taking the time to check us out because it's something I love and I didn't know who would follow along. But the fact that people want to follow along is really amazing for me. So thank you, everyone, for that. My guest today, I say every week that the persons, uh, these people are my favorite people, but there are certain people that I have in my life that I may not see for like long periods of time, but every time I see them, it's like we're picking up at the same place we left off. Like you're just picking up the baton and going with it. And when I found out that this person was coming in this week, I immediately begged them to be on the show, and it took some convincing, but I have him here. He is such a smart person. He's such a hilarious person. He's one of my closest friends, and he's family, and this is the third family member I've had on this show, if you count my brothers as one entity, which I do, Um, but I'm so excited this week to have my good friend and my cousin, Eli Connell, on this show. How you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing great. It's so weird. We were just talking about beforehand. I've seen you so much this past weekend, and now we just went from hanging out to just jumping in the studio and being able to do this, but I still feel like we've had so much to talk about, even talking for like three days straight now. Yeah, I mean, we could we could just chat for years on end about the thing, the shenanigans we've got into, what oh we're about God. to get into. You're so, so right. So many years of shenanigans just back I know, I know, all just the time. continuous. I also want to say, a, a little bit of convincing, a couple pours of whiskey here, and I'm, I'm on board now. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, exactly. That's all it usually takes for people. <laughs> How are you, brother? Dude, I'm doing great. I love coming back up here. Uh, I'm, I'm from uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, so it's about... What eight and a half hour hour drive if you're 
you know, going acceptably over the speed limit. Sure. Yeah. Right. So not the, that we do that or no, anything. Absolutely but... not. You know, I usually go one under cruise control. You know, and then then we're talking a <laughs> nine hour drive. But yeah. So, uh, but I always love coming back. North Tonawanda, special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Tonawanda winters also special place in my heart. People don't. People up here they take snow for granted. I got to tell you, dude, Virginia. No snow. It sucks. Yeah, I know. Well, you guys get like an inch down there, and your roads are shut down for like a week. <laughs> dude, no, like it's I crazy for dude you. It, all the time in high school. Like it would the, a, a chance of snow, we're shut down. Yeah, we're shut down. I remember I've had snaps. I've I probably sent them to you. Forty five degrees and raining. School's canceled. Oh my god, that's ridiculous, dude. The teachers don't want to go to school. We have a superintendent. They're they're fired if we don't get at least five snow days. Is the weather in Virginia that good where you can like? actively just take all that time off when you have one bad weather day like seriously oh my god yeah <laughs> well we have like a couple of hurricane days too oh my god dude you'll, you'll get you're gonna think this is hilarious we get we get days off when it's just too cold if it's single digits we don't go to school it's too cold virginians think it's too cold to send their children out to wait for the bus when it's i'm gonna say 15 degrees and under our, our school can't you guys would never go to school no we would we would we would like they'd be like i don't care let's go and just like push we like i remember one day specifically in this middle school we're in right now i was in i think like eighth grade like sixth to eighth grade something in that range and it was below 25 that day and the heat was broken in our school oh my god and we were still there like we were wearing our jackets in the classroom, like sitting there, like learning math. We didn't get the heat on until like halfway through the cruel day. and unusual, cruel. dude. Cruel and unusual. But that's what like we had um, like five, six years ago or so. We had like a November up here where all of a sudden, in a span of like two days, there was all of a sudden like eighteen inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. It's like something ridiculous. People's cars were buried. All this shit was going on, and. At my school, it was the first time in, like, their history or since, like, 1960 or something that they had closed school because of snow. They do it for whatever. They don't do it, like, willy-nilly, but, like, this – it was a big deal when that happened because it's, like, Buffalo people just go through everything. I know. know. Well, you also – you guys know how to drive in the snow. We have, like – four snow plows for the entire state of Virginia. So it starts snowing and like the good old boys rally and they hook up their plows and go out. But I mean, we don't salt beforehand. We're not good at any of that. Like it just doesn't work. We're not, we can't handle it. That's such a weird dynamic between the two states, but it worked out because like you said, you have an appreciation for the oh, snow. Right, right. So I come up, I remember this used to be my favorite place when we were, when we were younger growing up. Snow, mm-hmm. I still get like a child when it starts snowing, dude. I'm so excited <laughs> because if it happens three times a year, the entire landscape looks different. It's completely yep. beautiful. No matter where you live in the city, like even like New York City or, you know, like it looks like a winter wonderland, you know? It's, it does make everything look really gorgeous, I will say. That. Yeah. And so coming from a place where you know we get two inches and you can make like a half a foot snowman by scraping your entire yard you know you come up here i remember walking walking from aunt rachel's to your place and you know me and adam were just like stoked out of our mind you know the snow is probably like two feet tall and we're like i feel like i'm going through the trenches it was awesome <laughs> i know we the thing i always say i like the snow i don't like the cold like, yeah. that's where it starts getting bad for me is when it starts getting, like, bitter and freezing. Like, February is the worst time to be up here, dude. It's so bad. Yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, again, it's coming from somewhere else where I, I feel like there's even snow on the ground a lot of times when I come up here. But Yeah. 
But the, other, the, the crummy thing about Virginia is that we, we get cold weather. We don't get a lot of snow. So no. We get a lot of freezing rain, which is just disgusting. Yeah. It's, a, it's like the old saying, the grass is always greener on the other right. side. We find things in both that we're like, oh, I was, wish I was down there for that. And I know. And then you get to Virginia and it's 95 and like so humid you have to swim to work. You know, it's like <laughs> so the air is so thick you can barely breathe. What was the weather when you left this week? Yeah, right. So I'm taking off in Charlottesville. It's I think it was like 70 degrees, 72. It was 72 and sunny, and I was like, oh, man, I think you texted me. You're like, oh, dude, New York's not too nice right now. And I was like, yeah, Charlottesville's kind of chilly. 72 degrees we're taking off here. Flying through the air, I think the, the flight was literally only an hour. We had a tailwind. Yeah, I you got on quick. I landed in LaGuardia, uh, and it was 42 degrees and raining. So oh I had to, like, you know when it's a small plane, you have to check your bag. You can't even bring on your carry-on on. Yeah. So they, like, tagged it up and brought it out. I, I got out of the airport just completely soaked. Half the stuff in my bag is just completely soaked because it was raining. It was pouring so hard. It was freezing. Obviously, you know, airport, airport employees, by and large, I'm not saying all of them. A lot not of those bad guys, I feel like, just are so angry at the world. They're like, this... This guy's bag is just, they're just throwing stuff it's around. Just taking you know? their whole day <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, you. they're like, oh boy. Oh man. <laughs> no, but yeah, quite the contrast. Although everyone up here has been complaining about the weather. They're saying I'm bringing it with me, the, the cold, crummy weather. It's been nice up here, right? It was nice. Well, when you were um, down at the beach last week, I was here and it was in the 80s every yeah. single day. I, right. I I was supposed to use a hot tub like all two weeks ago and it was so warm every day I couldn't even use it. It right. was so hot. But I don't know. It's We're at this weird time of the year where it'll be really hot one week and then it'll be crummy the next week. Yeah. It's, it's always just in that shift in May. Like every time at the beginning of May that I'm like, it seems unseasonably cold, I look back at like, old memories of like things we did and like the prior weekends the same time and i'd be like oh no it's always this cold this time dude i totally agree with you i'm like it's, it seems abnormally shitty this year and i look back it's like it's always like that and i'm yep. like what well, i just want to always think i'm worse off than i was and it just really is never true <laughs> i know seriously <laughs> um we've spent a lot of this weekend kind of reliving nostalgic things from our childhood and things like that so um, we're related on my mom's side. Our moms are sisters. Um, and you've lived in Charlottesville the entire time um, that I've been alive. And so the only interaction we've ever been able to get e- with each other is either like if you come down during the summer or sometimes you guys come twice a year or we go down there or whatever. But every time it's like – just getting the ball rolling again. Between you and your brother, I've always just felt like anytime we've gotten out of the car, it's like we're the first person that we text or call or do whatever, and then we're just hanging out the rest of the week. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's <laughs> it's honestly just remarkable. Yeah. I think, like, like I see a buddy that I haven't seen in, like, three months, and there's, like, usually a little bit of, like, awkwardness, and it's like, oh, man, like, it's small talk. Like, oh, what have you been doing? You know, like, I rolled up, like... Hopped out of the airport. I haven't seen you in what two years now. Yeah, probably because it's hard to get. I mean, obviously, COVID. I'm not. We're not flying up here. We're not no. even doing anything. No. We're all out of the plane. We're immediately like, "Yo, what's up, man? Like, mm-hmm. let's ride. What yeah. are we getting into? You know, just catching up on things. Like, yeah. so what's new? What, yeah. do we, what, what do we have to learn about each other? What's going on? <laughs> but like, as kids too, it was so fun because, especially if like if you guys were visiting someone or if I was like out somewhere or things like that, and you guys were in town. All the family, like, knew, too. They were like, if 
they're out somewhere, Dan's going to be there. And if Dan's out somewhere, they're going to be there. Uh, like, yeah. There's no in between with we're that. We're like a sniffer dog, dude. I, we immediately know right where we, where you are. We're like honing in. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, sometimes our parents would be like, oh, no, we can't. Well, how, how, I don't even know how far is your mom's place from Aunt Rachel's. Like a mile or so, maybe. A mile. So yeah. we usually stayed at Aunt Rachel's. You're at your mom's. And like, if they can't drive us down, like I'm saying, when we were walking through the snow, me and Adam were like, you know what? We got to hit dance. Yeah. You know, we'd meet in the middle. We both start walking. We're just too excited to wait to get to your house. Way You're too, too excited, excited. To, to wait for us to get there. You know, we're, we're just all hoofing it down the sidewalks, dude. We always knew what the middle place was. I can't remember what, I don't know what business it was. Yeah, it was like I know exactly. Asphalt parking lot. We're like, all right, we'll meet right. That's where we should see Dan. Yep. Exactly, yeah. and it just became a tradition every year. We I know just, we'd like we just let's start walking on the day. We'd be like meeting each other halfway or doing whatever. We'd say hi to each other's parents and just like go through. And but I feel like this weekend, especially because um, as we're recording right now, it's the tail end of Memorial Day weekend, and we spent it up at our cabin, which you hadn't been to in what five or six years. We said six like six years. Yeah, wow. Man. Yeah, and we used to go up all the time. I thought I think when we were kids. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I know there were some times where you guys would be driving in and you'd go right to Allegheny. Yeah, that's right. That's and like, right. that's where, it, because I didn't go to the cabin too much at that time, but I knew you guys were going to be there. So I would always make it there. Yeah, if I hit knew a you ride or something coming. like yeah. that. Yeah, because it was, I wanted to see you guys, of right. course. But, um, even like when we were there this weekend, all these old memories of that place just came flooding back to me of us being like ten years old again, and right. just running all over the mountain. And <laughs> Dude, stuff. it's it's for me times ten because I I just haven't been there. And like you you went up, you go up so much now, right? Yeah, like you pretty much live up there. Yeah, usually I try to make it like two weekends a month or so. Like I try and stay overnight at least once. Yeah, especially now you've been going more than ever. I mean, yeah. it's a good place to be. Um, but yeah, for me, it's six years, dude. I haven't been there six years. And I, again, it's like North Tonawana for me. I've never had a bad memory here. Yeah, never. I just never. Or I've never had a bad memory in North Tonawana, and I've never had a bad memory in Allegheny. And going there, it's just like the the uh, a side of a huge mountain where like our entire family is spread out in these different cabins. Yep. You know, like it's just how could you have a bad memory there? I got that big ass that big rope swing, dude. I, I can't. You want to know what? I can't believe no one's been hurt on that rope swing. Uh, I can think of a time I was. You <laughs> and I was actually with you. Oh, really? So yeah. So this I is, got hurt. No, you got hurt. No, I got oh, hurt. Oh yeah. What and, happened? And this is. <laughs> I remembered this this weekend when we were up there actually. So you remember we used to load as many. People I was just as yeah. There's the eight the people thing. on the t- on a two by four that's like four feet long. So um. For people listening, I'm trying to find the right way to describe this, but this this swing is up at, like, the top part of where the hill kind of declines a little bit. So when you swing out, you kind of lose ground under you. Yeah, you're swinging so, out over the side of the mountain. Yeah, so you get to the high point, and all of a sudden you're, like, 60 feet in the air. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a really cool swing. Like yeah. I, love, I love, love, love being on it, and I love being on it when, it was, when I was a kid. But I remember... It was you and your brother and Andrew, and of course, all four of us were like inseparable back then. And you three were already on the swing, you were swinging back and forth, and it was like one person would get on and swing, and oh, then yeah, on the comeback, yeah. someone else would jump on. on, right? And then they come back, and the third person does. So I was the fourth in line at that point, <laughs> and I was getting ready to jump on, and I grabbed the seat, 
and I like started going down and I took like two steps and I just went and just fell flat <laughs> oh, on my no. face. Just fla- face planted so that like <laughs> my head and my shoulders were on the ground and my feet are up over my head like I'm trying to make the letter C <laughs> with my body. Like it just was just grinding bad. your face and like, like rocky yeah, ground. Just, like, hit. It's all I, gravel too. I remember like I was like all dazed and shit and I was so dazed that I almost got hit with the swing oh, when the it was return. coming back on the yeah. return or whatever. But, like, I don't think I was hurt that bad. I think I, like, scraped my knee or something. But it was just the impact of it that, you know, <laughs> you first get it, you're just yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. Like, what the hell just happened? Also, as a little kid, you're just, like, you could just take so much of damage. You know, like, you, you fall, like, if you felt like that now, dude, your jaw would be broken. Dude, they're little crash test dummies, I'm telling you. You, I'm, especially, dude. I, I mean, you just slid. But that, it's all shale. I said it was all gravel. It's just rocky. Yeah, it's, it's just, just so rock, rocky. like, rock and dirt and just, like, you're, when you face plant, you face plant. Hard, oh like hard, in that. Thing. So it was a miracle that I didn't like get seriously yeah. hurt or like lose damn. Where's the nearest tooth. hospital? Where's the nearest? Yeah, like what? Well, oh, it's gotta God, be far away. Probably be... far away. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. you'd you'd have to really like take a hike in order to Dude, get to that. Point. I remember. I can't believe I didn't get hurt doing this. I remember getting paid to jump off at the top of that swing. Like some I was guy thinking about this too. Someone, some I can't remember. It was definitely a man. I think it was Matt. It was Matt. Dude, I thought it was Matt too, but I, I wasn't sure. That slimy dog, dude. I'm definitely slimy. gonna have to talk to him. <laughs> He's yeah, he's slimy. He keeps sliming his way into your couch, dude. I'm gonna have to talk to him about this. Bastard. Too. Matt Mang, stop taking my couch at <laughs> my at Vince's cabin, dude. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so uh I don't know. How old do you think I was? I don't remember. Oh, man. Eight maybe. I was yeah. You were probably like Maybe 10 at the most. 10. At the most. At the most. But, yeah, so this dude, Matt, Matt now I just got reacquainted with him. At, like, these, some of these people I'd never see unless we go to Allegheny. Yeah, so, so, our, so our parent side of our family is, our mom's sides are crazy big. Like, we have our own cousin's base, which is huge, but then we have, like, our extended family, which is just as Uncountable. It's uncountable. So, like, and it's funny, because I know you saw him so much this weekend, but when I mentioned him to you, like, on Friday, and I was like, oh, I think Matt Mang will be up there, you're like, no idea who that is. Yeah, I don't know that guy. (laughs) I know. And then, like, I talked to him, like, oh, this guy's sick. I like him a lot. He was awesome. But But it it was definitely him. I know that for a fact. So, I I, I had a vague memory. I knew it was a Mang. I wasn't sure who it was. But yeah, I, he, he's like, yeah, there's no way you're going to do that. I'm like, I'll, I'll obviously jump off at the peak point. He's like, dude, there's no way. I was like, all right. I think Vincent might have been there, too. Someone was Probably. like, someone was like, dude, you have to roll. Otherwise, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like a little monkey back then, dude. I'm talking about like crash test dummies. I, so I, I go flying off the end of the swing, did a roll completely fine. He gave me three bucks. That was what the bet was for. Three bucks? <laughs> Risking my life. I go back down the hill. I'm bragging about it. And my mom's like, you jumped off the top of the swing? And I was like, yeah. And I got three bucks. And she's like, you, you have to give that back. You're not making money like that. I had to give him back the three bucks. She wouldn't let me keep it. Ah. Uh, that crazy woman. Dude, there's some kind of sickness in our family that our parents, like, made us give back money <laughs> for, like, what? So I remember for, like, Feast of the Three Kings the one time uh, when we got our baskets on January 6th or whatever. Um, I had two – I don't know if you remember them. They're, like, the trolley, like, gummy worms, but they were octopus-shaped. Like, the octopuses were, like, huge, and they each had, like, <laughs> no, they had so many gummy worms off the side. It was cool. And, like, they were so – as a kid, they are like, so rare. Like, nobody's seen them or whatever. So I bring them with me to lunch, uh, I think, the day I got them. I was like, oh, they're going to be my snack or whatever. <laughs> so I pull them out. I'm at this table. This is in the basement of this building. And uh, 
everybody at my lunch table, of course, that's like the hot items. They're like, holy shit. Like, and I had two of them. So they're all oh. starting to negotiate <laughs> trades. Yeah. For, for like supply with, demand, not a big supply, right, a lot right. of demand right for, there for whoever's going to take these things, right? So, uh, my friend, my one friend Matt Kinnicky goes, he's like, "I'll give you a dollar." He's like, "I'll give you a dollar for this right now." And he had this thing at the bottom of his lunchbox. It was like this little, um, like Tupperware tin, and he always kept like three dollars of like emergency money in it uh, or yeah. something like that right. like or snack money or something this thing never left his lunchbox <laughs> it, it was, never did it was, it was it never an emergency never needed it or whatever it's probably from his mom in case he was like starving she's yeah. like if you're really super hungry you get something yeah just in so, case yeah, like they right. forgot something right. that day so he's like i'll give you a dollar for that right now and i was like hell yeah it's a lot of money back then dude i gave him the gummy and i took the dollar I went home and I said something to my mom about how I had done that. You would have thought that like I saved Hitler's life. Like that's how bad it was. Like that's how that's how like you. bad she, she reacted at it. Like he was in a scenario and I was just like, "Oh, you're good, man." I'm like go ahead. Um, so she made me give the dollar back, right? And it was like. I think I had used it to like buy a drink or something like that. So I bought like a drink with it. And then she gave me a dollar of hers and made me give the dollar back to him. And then she was like, okay, well, you got to work off the money I had to give with him. So I had to shovel the steps. <laughs> oh, my God. This was a separate trade agreement <laughs> right? that my parents had nothing to do with. I, completely consensual on both sides. Completely. The, yeah. Completely. And I'm like, I'm giving back Matt the the dollar the next day. And he's like, why are you giving me this back? And I'm like, I'm like I know. <laughs> like, why am I giving you this back? Dude, also, though, says good shit for you for actually giving it back and not just lying to your mom. That's good for you. Good for you, buddy. You're listening to your mom. You're like, you know what? I'm going to give this man back his dollar. That's trust in our mothers. You're like, all right, she knows what's going on. I'm going to give it back to him. Listen, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be completely honest and completely blunt, and I'm going to put all my biases to the side, and like, I know my mom listens. She had no right to take that dollar. <laughs> I, that dude, was the wrong move. <laughs> it was the wrong move. That she, yeah. you, you know what? You'd probably be ro- you'd probably be a millionaire right now. She instilled in you a sense for a bad deal. Dude, she didn't let you have a good deal. Listen, and this was, I think it was like fourth or fifth grade, right? Around that same time, I'm not lying about this at all. I got a really hot tip about Bitcoin. Oh. In fourth grade. In fourth grade. Don't laugh. Dude. Don't you laugh. Are this, full is, of it. this is full thing. One of the teachers at my school was like, it, they pulled me aside after class one day and they're like, hey, I got a hot stock to get into. And it was Bitcoin. It was like the very dude, early stage. If stages. you had put that dollar into Bitcoin then, you'd have thousands of dollars. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Where is that now? I know. Dude, my, what's your friend's name that you had to give that dollar back Matt to? Matt He probably put into Bitcoin. Look him up, dude. Probably. He's a millionaire. I, dude, he's doing great. I've seen him. Oh, that's I've seen son him. of a bitch. I know he probably has a trust fund with the whole shit, too. <laughs> yeah, with that dollar. <laughs> that blood money. And Claudia, you done goofed. I know. What the <laughs> heck? Mom, don't, don't get into my trade agreements or anything like that. You don't need to be getting involved in that. Also, shout out Matt Kanicki. I know you're doing really well. I'm really, oh, yeah, really yeah. happy for you, man. Um yeah, I can't believe they made you give that $3 back from that. Because you could have damn well broken your leg on that jump. I think that was the whole lesson I needed to learn. 
is that I break my leg and there there's a couple thousand out of my mom's pocket. You know, I'm walking, I'm limping down the hill, happy about my three bucks. You know, she doesn't want that to. Yeah, that's not going to be a regular. So what event. though? Like our psycho family. Uh, we find any excuse to try and maybe get ourselves hurt if we can. Oh, yeah, like dude. doing that. Oh, speaking of which, so I never broken a bone in my body. I used to be fascinated with, like, you know, dude, when you're young and you break your arm and you have a cast and everyone's signing it, you, they're the coolest people in the school yeah, for like yeah. the, a, a month. Yeah, you get that like little bit of envy from it. Like, right. Oh, you're like, oh, man, that's a pretty tight cast, man. You know, like, how do I get me one of them? So um, we used to have that. You remember that swing, that rope swing we'd have at my house? Yeah, it, it's yeah, not, yeah. There's no hill like Allegheny, but you just grab on and you swing. Me and my brother were, I remember we used to swing off it and we were like curling our toes under our feet and we'd try to land on our toes to break our, we wanted to break a bone. I'm trying to break, obviously, we always bail last minute, dude. Oh. Like you, I never actually landed on my toes. I just remember I needed a cat. Like, but little did I know then, if I had broken my toes, you don't even get a cast. No, you're just you in pain. <laughs> you're just in pain. <laughs> Luckily, I always I always you're going to get these mini casts. Yeah, like, right. yeah no one's even going to see it. Everyone's signing on my pinky toe. Like, well, I they just have to put their initials yeah, right. down as one person each toe. Yeah, right, really small, man. I got I got more people who need to get in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I never – I don't think I ever had the desire to actually, like, break something. But I remember – one cool thing that's associated with, like, broken bones is a phrase I never thought I'd say. <laughs> um, one cool thing I remember that's, like, associated with a broken bone is when Ben was three, my brother, when he was three, he broke his arm missing a monkey bar when we were on a New York City trip. That's the only bone he's ever broken. I don't know how that's even possible, but I, I have no idea. You think, man of steel, dude. You man think of, of my little brother and all the daredevil shit he pulled growing up? And you're like, how is that the only major injury he's no ever idea. had? And he just broke his arm. It's because he missed the monkey bar. He wasn't prepared for it. And he landed the wrong way on the concrete. And like that, that was it. But um, my dad, being like an illustrator and things like that, he decked his cast out every time he oh, got it. Oh, that's Like sweet. he had a red one at one point. Dude, my dad filled it in so it would look like Spider-Man suit. Oh, like, my God. Like added like the blue, added the webbing on that. I was like, this is so cool like this is sweet but that whole summer was terrible because ben being the aggressor he is <laughs> he's got a club on his arm now. yeah you're goddamn right <laughs> you know how much that cast was used for actual healing <laughs> rather than breaking breaking and like smacking me or john right. on the head with right. it it was oh man when you got hit with that thing it was like getting hit on the head with a piece of wood. You know how, like, you get that and you just feel that, like, you can't even say anything because your head's just throbbing so much that, like, you know if, like, someone asks you if you're okay, you're just going to rip their face <laughs> right. off. The immediate rage of getting hit on the oh. head. Oh, my God. It's I can't believe you guys didn't get broken bones from him getting that broken bone. That's what's in crazy. No. I can't believe that, like... Me dislocating my shoulder is the worst injury I've ever gotten, and it had nothing to do with either of John and Ben. <laughs> How did you initially dislocate that shoulder? Oh, God. I think I've told this on the podcast. Oh, don't even bother. I, no, no, no. I think I have, but I now I'm doubting myself, so I don't even know. I know I've talked about my pussy-ass shoulder before <laughs> here. Dude, you're a broken man. We all know it. <sighs> I got paper skin and, like, glass <laughs> bones. I really do. But, like... It's so crazy because when I wrestled, I used to be the one that was just like, fucking throw me as hard as you want. Like, Dude, I, I don't give a shit. I think that has that probably plays into it. Like, I played into at, it a lot. Yeah, as you've 
as you're if you've grown up and you've just taken all these falls and all this abuse and like you're just like slowly stretching tendons yeah, and like I think that's what like it yeah was. yeah I mean you've you've been put in arm bars by your buddies wrestling all the yeah. time like you're just slowly loosening. I'm one of those up. guys that's like I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> and I knew well, I knew that wrestling would never be a long term thing for me, so I was like I'm just gonna put yeah, over throw whoever me. I can, like throw right. me, like have fun. I remember I don't know if you remember my friend Body, but he's. Uh, He's like six foot five and he's like 300. Just built. enormous. He's like an enormous dude. Yeah, I don't remember him though. And uh, when he was first training for wrestling, we we're in Kevin's yard. You know, you have the whole ring and everything like that. That's, that's a cool thing about you is you've been around for some of that. So I was that there. think I'm crazy. Like, you're like, no, I remember that shit. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. So I never, I was never into any of the wrestling, any pro wrestling. I never watched WWE or anything like that. But I remember going to that. Going over to his house one time with you, mm-hmm. I, we might have gone more times. I remember one time specifically. One time, yeah. And I you guys really. were like doing it all, and me and Adam were like, oh my, like we're moving to North Tonawanda. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. This is so cool. Like that looked like so much fun. But I worked with, I worked a match with Body the one time, and he's, you know, he's so big. And um, I'm still at that point, like I'm the height I am now, I'm still around the same weight. I was like 135, 140. And, uh, I remember going over the match and just being like, body, just toss me. I was like, just just <laughs> yeah. keep like, we had such a great story built into it and stuff like that. But I was like, dude, the moves that you need to make look big, make them look fucking enormous. Like, and I'll just like sell it. And some of the ones that like I took, people just like kept being like, oh my oh, God, that looked yeah, brutal. Right. Like that looks so bad. And none of them, like, I remember walking out of that match being like relatively unscathed too. Like I was like, yeah, those were like, I kind of like rolled through some of the bumps and stuff like that, but I was like, yeah, this is like, this is fine. Like, I'm good. But like, like I said before, it's the ones you don't expect. So when I dislocated my shoulder, I was playing capture the flag in college. This is such a like, people are like, what? <laughs> Why? It can be a ruthless game. Though. Right, exactly. Um, it had rained on the hill the night before. So that's the important detail. Um, so I go in and I make an initial run. I have three guys in front of me that are football players for Dude, you, on your team? No, oh. on the opposite Dude, team. make it five. Five guys coming at you. Five. <laughs> ten. Mean, there yeah, were ten there of them. There, there was, was ten of them. The entire they, offensive line of Buff State. They all had clubs, too. <laughs> casts on their arms. All clubs and casts <laughs> on their arms, right? So um, I dipped into their territory. They start chasing after me, of course. And I'm like, I'm stupid. Why did I do this? <laughs> right. So I take off around the hill to this cabin where I we're at camp weekend. So like I'm in a cabin. So I whip around, right, and I'm still running full speed. I'm trying to get the fuck away from them. I can see so you massaging. You feel oh the pain god, right now. Dude. You're already, massa- he's massaging his shoulder. Oh my god. A serious look of it's just his blank eyes, PTSD in his eyes right well, now. Well, I almost popped it out earlier I, just okay. in my head. Yeah. <laughs> you're um, shaking you're shaking grass off your hat and you're like, oh, oh, whoa. Yeah, close it, call. It jerked for a second. Right, it really right. did. Um, so I'm going full speed. I really am massaging. (laughs) I know, dude, you're feeling that pain. And, um, I slipped on the side going up the hill. And when I slipped, the way it happened, it was like someone just ripped a carpet up from underneath Mm. my feet. So like the, like both my feet just went up and I had my arms like out locked because I didn't expect it. So when I landed, the full impact of my weight, just like my right shoulder was extended and the whole weight fell on it. So my shoulder popped out 
And then uh, when I when it happened, dude, I felt I thought I broke my arm. I right, was like, this right. is this is it. Like this is the first time without uh, like this is me breaking my or breaking my broken bone streak. <laughs> um, please stop listening to this podcast. Anyway, uh, so uh, I all the weight comes down. I'm laying there and I was like, I, I fucked myself up. And then someone like helped me up, like two people helped me up, and they sat me down. And when they sat me down, my shoulder popped back in its socket. Oh, right then. So I was like, oh, like, I'm good. Like, the pain's gone. I was like, what the, what the oh, fuck wow. happened? I thought I broke. I was, right, like, right. I was like, what happened? Two weeks later, I'm out on the quad in college playing kickball. I, go for, I reach for a line drive, and it came out again. Again, yeah. And that's when I went that, to the hospital. Right. And that's when they were like, you dislocated it, dude. And even when I was like, the hospital's so busy that day. So I'm like. Out in the, I was out in the hallway the majority of the time. In fact, they popped my shoulder back in in the hallway oh, um, wow. because I couldn't even make it to a room because they were like yeah, – well they, they took me for x-rays and stuff. And then they're so busy that they were like – they were like, we're going to try some stuff. If we can't get it back in manually, um, then we're just going to have to put you under and then pop it back in. And, I was, and, and at that point, I was in so much pain. I was like, please put me under. Like, put me on. Oh, wow. Dang. Um, but, like, I was in the hallway, and one of the EMTs was talking to me, and uh, he was like, you dislocated? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, he was like, I dislocated my shoulder, like, 10 years ago. He's like, it's going to pop out again. Right. I've heard it gets easier and he easier. Was like, he was like, it just gets easier and easier, and yeah. you're not even going to spec. He's like, I sleep with my wife. I can't sleep a certain way because it'll pop out at night. I was like, Fuck. He was like, you're going to need surgery on it eventually. Oh, and I am going to need no. surgery. I feel it. I feel it. It's it's that bad. The last time it happened, I barely even moved and it came out. Uh, well, yeah. Dude, you're, you're flicking grass off your hat and you feel it like great. It, what, how can you tell it almost came out? It's like a little like. You feel it jerk. Yeah. You feel it jerk. And like all of a sudden you're just like or it like pops back in and like adjusts itself uh, and like shit uh, like that. Oof. But when when it happens, you could see it out. In fact, <laughs> this relates it back to wrestling. The last wrestling bump I ever took in Cavs Yard, I was giving a move and I popped my shoulder out. That was the last moment that ever happened. <laughs> and you're like, I'm, I'm done. I'm yep. done with this shit. The last one, we were all we were taking down the ring the next day, like all this stuff. That was the last moment that happened. Uh, I popped my fucking shoulder out, dude. <laughs> oh man! But you've had okay, you've had some gross ones too, though. Because okay, you had the cheek thing. Oh, dude! That you did. I had to bring that up because it's so oh. gross that like well, this comes to... back to me being a little monkey, like. Thinking I'm, I think like you guys were talking about Spider Man a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I literally thought that I was Spider Man as a child. Yeah, like I was. I would always climb and stuff. Me and my brother. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here. He couldn't take time off of work. Yeah, shout out Adam, dude. Yeah. If you listen to this, I miss you. Text me, call me, <laughs> Facetime me, dude. We live in an age where you could get in touch with me in like five seconds, dude. You know that he like he he hates technology. He'd rather be in the medieval ages. But dude. I love him. <laughs> and but the only question is, does his love for anyone but I exceed love his him. hatred of technology, dude? I'm lucky if I get a text. Four times a year from this man. I just got to show up. True. You you've, been, show you've up. been the one I can contact. But it, it's so funny because, like, even though Adam, like, doesn't use technology and stuff like that, I never, like, think of him and I'm like, yeah, my relationship with him has changed. Impossible. I know that if I showed up at his door right oh now, God. we'd be, like, <laughs> we'd just oh my, be Oh, that's the thing. Out. Yeah. So, like, it's a, that's the other thing. If, if I didn't see you for 10 years, 
I don't think that our relationship would be any less. We'd Never. Just pick right back up. Never. Bang, bang, boom. Never. There we go. Like, even when when you came in this time, you were like, I don't know what you're doing Friday night. I'm literally like, shut up. I'm picking you up at the right. airport. Like, you <laughs> well, then, need he, to... then he didn't even recognize me because I'm half gray now. Well, He's like, who's this old man trying to get in my vehicle? No, it's mostly because I'm blind. But <laughs> Oh, it, you know. dude. That, yeah, go to the doctor. Hi, doctor. I know. I know. I need to. All right. But, but, but your cheeks are Right, right, right. I was, I was thinking that I was Spider-Man. You know, they so like um, – the swings, the swing sets that they used to have, they used to have these like hooks that had rubber over them, coated yeah. over them, and then like the this actual swing would hook into that and it would just like rest on it. So I was like swinging on it, you know. Like me and Adam used to be so strong, I'd be hanging with one arm, you know, like up like, up against my chest, and then you lower yourself down. We're swinging back and forth. I was like, you know, it'd be sick. I'm going no hands. Put it in my mouth. I'm swinging with it. I don't know how many times I did it. Slips out of my cheek. Slips out of my teeth. Hooks me like a like a goddamn fish, goes right through my cheek, and I. The thing is that I couldn't even touch the ground. I was hanging with like barely touching on my tiptoes with this hook through my cheek, gushing blood, gushing down my freaking mouth, my throat, dude. Barely like tiptoeing on my little feet. Adam runs inside, gets my mom. She had to come out and like. Pop it out like you would a bass. She couldn't just throw me back in the water, though. She had to rush me to the emergency room. <laughs> That's a memory I have, too, is when they had to stitch that up. They, like, lay a mesh over your face. So it was like they, like, they blindfolded. They essentially blindfolded me because I was, like, so frightened, I guess. They was like, and I remember them. St- oh, man, that's horrible. Jesus. Uh, that's, I'd say that's probably the worst injury I've had, though. That's definitely the one that sticks out for me. Like, <laughs> well, but- it's such a unique story, too. Like, who's been caught like a fish? And you were so damn young. That's, yeah. I think that's what makes it so significant, too, is, like, you just, like... Oh, my God. I don't even know how old I was. I was so young. I mean, how... I mean, you have to be so light to be able to think that you can hold your entire weight <laughs> with your teeth. You have to be pretty young. You have to be really dumb or really young to want to put a hook in your mouth and swing with it in your teeth. Bro, the fact that, like, you were hanging there, too. Right. Oh, well, my I, God. So, I could touch the ground, but just the tippy toes. It was enough that it didn't just tear through all the way. So, like, constantly, like, trying to keep... I was like a little ballerina for a second there, trying mm. to keep up. Oh, my God. Luckily, Adam was with me. He was probably waiting to do it next, dude. I probably saved him. You're welcome, Adam. Yeah, I yeah, probably, probably saved him from the same fate. But we had, like... Like you were saying, I'm surprised we didn't get hurt more as kids because of like this all the stupid they're resilient. shit we did. They're resilient. Children are just resilient. Even like a couple of years ago, did you do you know about the couch story when uh, I was at the cabin the one? Week? I don't think so. I don't oh think so. Oh my god. I, I'll have to show you the videos after this. But so um this was when my Aunt Rachel and my cousin Vincent were still like getting their cabin all situated, which it's gorgeous now. It was so good. Um I went up with Vincent the one weekend, and we stayed at the Brown Mansion. And then um, we went up the hill. He's showing me the cabin, and they had, like, taken a junkie couch out of, like, Ray's cabin oh or God. something like that. And it was sitting in the living room, and Vince, like, Vince hated this couch. He knew about it, and he didn't want it in the, in the thing. So we get in, and he's like, why the fuck is this couch in here? Like, why is this in here right now? What the hell happened that this is in my cabin? And, like, dude was going super hard about it. And then he was like, he was like, who's doing a couch ride around the, around the, around the hill on the ATV or whatever? My dumb ass. I was like, yeah. You're volunteering? I was like, I was like I'll do it. Dude, you better get three bucks like, out really? of this deal. Right? <laughs> <clears throat> so we found a chain. He chained it to the back of his ATV. And... We, I laid on the couch, and he drove me 
at a pretty good oh speed yeah. a up pretty and down the hill clip. like oh just around God. the first video i have which i i don't have it but matt still does i'm sitting drinking a beer on the couch so i'm like <laughs> sipping it as i'm going and then we hit a point and like mud goes in my drink so i take another sip and you can see me spit it out because it's like half of it is like dirt and mud but like the scariest part about that so this is this is how unsafe we are. <laughs> Vince is driving this thing. I'm on the couch. Matt is sitting on the back of the ATV videoing me <laughs> dude, doing Why it. is Matt Mang always involved? That's what I want to know. He's an instigator, <laughs> dude. That's why I love him so much. Um, and at one point, we're going back up the hill, and Vince hit a bump. And the way it looked for a second, Matt bumped up, and it looked like he was about to fall. So if he would have gone, he would have slammed into me while I'm still on the couch, and I my whole momentum would have <laughs> right. gone. That would have been – I could have been dead <laughs> or comatose or, right. or something in that. <laughs> I could have been coming over here to visit you in the hospital and, like, sit next to you for a couple like, hours. Like, just laugh yeah. at me like, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I would have wet sponged your forehead. Oh, poor Danny. Yeah. But I that's remember the, better times. That's the thing about those stupid things, though, is, like – you do them now so that when you survive them, you have the stories to that's, tell. Yeah, dude, that's always we hear. Every bad day is a fantastic story. That's so true. It's just so true. It is really true, oh, honestly. Um, so let's get into some of those because we hung out so much as kids that we have a million stories from like the times we were up. It almost seems like each time we were – together is landmarked by like specific stories yeah like we're like oh you came up here this year and this happened. (laughs) wait is that the year that this went on oh yeah yeah you don't know how old we were but we know it happened yeah so let's start real young so i remember you guys always coming up for like at grandma's and just being at sleepovers and things like that and at the time me being the little actor i was i had a shitload of superhero costumes and when you guys would come up you guys would always just pick one and throw it dude, on. The coolest thing ever. I mean, you coolest had like thing. the like Halloween from heaven, dude. Yeah, Halloween from heaven. And all like the Batman stuff, Spider-Man, Power Rangers, anything you wanted to be. We like we have some great pictures with like Andrea from back in the day where like she's dressed up in like a cape and a crown yeah. and like <laughs> I'm in like a Robin costume. You're in like a Power <laughs> Ranger thing, right? Dude, I love the Rangers, man. I, I love do too. the Rangers. Dude, the Power Rangers were the fucking best back in the day. <laughs> I, I said something about or I saw this meme the other day that was like uh it was like it was like yeah uh the red everybody saw Thanos but nobody got to be there for when the Green Ranger beat the shit out of all the <laughs> Rangers in the first season and like had them on weeks at end or whatever. He was like he could have beaten Thanos. No nobody would have uh, with, with the Green Ranger or whatever. Um yeah, they were the shit, though, and we always, like, I remember showing up at sleepovers sometimes, like, sometimes I'd have baseball games, and I'd come back, and you guys would, like, still be in the outfit, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like your old thing. You don't even need to be there, dude. No. We'd be, we're just changing them out. I mean, you had so many of them. Yeah. They were all so nice, too. They, they were, were, like, really sick. Fun. I think, <laughs> like, half the times from your brother, Ben, like, I think, like, probably 80% of the time that I saw him for, like, the first... I don't know, six years of life, he was in a Batman outfit. Like, I think I saw him more in that than anything else. Like brother, like brother. It's <laughs> yeah, that, right? that brotherly love. I was in a Batman costume. That's what makes me and Julie so good for each other is because growing up, I was always in a Batman costume. Growing up, she was always in a Little Mermaid costume. <laughs> that's like all the pictures up until she's five years old. That's the only thing she's wearing. <laughs> no she's way, like, in dude. this thing, she's like... 
like just like all <laughs> dirty shit around, all the yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, that's awesome. But then we started getting older. We started having our own adventures and shit like that. And then we were braving like all the toils of like high school and things together and stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite memories with you guys. It's the first time we all went to Virginia Beach together when I was in, like, eighth grade. It wasn't the first time. But it was the first time I remember. Mm. That trip was so much fun. It was just our two families at the time. And I just remember we were all at the beach, like, every day, just, like, finding new things to do, burying each other in the sand, going in the ocean and boogie boarding that was like oh yeah dude dude, boogie boarding with you was the funnest thing especially because you always made fun of me while we were doing it (laughs) you better believe it man so it pushed me to like be better at or try to be better you're i mean it's just a learning curve i mean i'm at that beach all the time and Mm -hmm. i'm always boogie boarding like you know this guy comes down and i'm like obviously gonna tease the crap out of you man i know (laughs) you but then the learning curve it's just exponential you know like you start off and i'm like haha this loser you can't even catch a wave splashing you eat my dust dan exactly and then at the end you're just zooming by me i'm like you motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly and there so one thing specifically from that so you have this thing what's your nickname that you have for me dan will dan will and he's always called me dan will i still call you dan i say oh like right now dan's got the flow man how long do you how many inches like if you straighten that out what do you got like eight inches of hair eight easily yeah. easy i easy. think easy so dude i, I, I think that one of the first thing i, I said after i got in the car Dad, you're looking extra woolly. Extra woolly. <laughs> extra woolly. I'm extra woolly up top. That's <laughs> what it is. Um, but that year, you kept catching really good waves, and you kept hitting them at the right time. <laughs> and I'd be at, like, the top of the wave or whatever going a little bit, and you'd go, I'm going farther than Dan will. As you were riding it, it made me Dude, so I, mad I, each I totally time. Each time. So the one point, <laughs> this was the only time this happened. <laughs> there were, like, you know how sometimes you're in the ocean, there's two waves that come up like right yeah, after each other. Yeah, they end up, they can, yeah. Sometimes there's that false one and then there's that one the right big one. that keeps. So we're out in the water and there was a double and I saw it and you didn't. <laughs> you slimy and bastard. And so you, we start, <laughs> we start catching the wave. I'm laughing so hard thinking about this already. <laughs> and I have the right timing on it, but you don't. You think you do. Right. So we start getting out and you look at me and you go... I'm going farther than Dan. And that's that's the only thing I hear. It's like the first wave breaks and then the second one comes down like totally on top of you, totally swallows you. I'm on it. So I You're wrote riding. it the perfect way. So I wrote it all the way in. I look back and I'm like, how far do you make it in? I look and I see you coming up out of the water like a <laughs> drowning yeah. look or whatever. And then I go, um, <laughs> as I look back, I go, I'm going farther than Eli. You started chasing me around. The yeah, beach I and believe. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely put me in my place, dude. That's what I get for taunting you. Oh my god, I love that it's mid taunt. I totally remember this. Yeah, I yeah. remember chanting that. That's that's ring. That's like a a lullaby to me. I'm going farther than Dan Bull. Oh, I just actually got wrecked by a wave. <laughs> that was um, those years going into it were really fun because. We were getting more independent, too, so I felt like we went from seeing each other once a year to, like, three times within the summer, too, which was really fun. Like, after that whole trip, that's when you started being like, oh, I could come down here on my right. own, or that's when Adam would be like, oh, you know, we could go, just the two of us, and, like, shit yeah, like that. Yeah, that was awesome. So, like, after that, I remember 
Oh, my proudest moment is a family <laughs> member of yours. And that was being there for your eighth grade graduation. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> Spent my birthday coming down there for your eighth grade, and I was so proud of you. That day. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah, I'm so proud. Yeah, right. Eighth grade's a milestone. Yeah, but I mean, like living with if, Hicks. If you can't, <laughs> you son of a beast. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. I don't think you can help but graduate from eighth grade. Yeah, I mean, at, at a certain That's point, fair. people like you can be held back a grade or two. They, they they're going to usher you through. But I remember, I think Bernadette was there too. I don't think she can make it. No, um, Aunt I, Renee was there with me. Oh, Aunt Renee was there with okay. me because she that was um, she invited me down because she knew how close I am with you guys. So we went together. That was a fun to Montessori, trip. man. Yeah, I went to this uh, like uh, hippie private school. I don't know if you guys know Montessori. It was awesome. I def- definitely plugged Montessori, man. If I have kids, I'd send them to Montessori. They were great. They seemed really great, even from we, the time I was around. We had like an hour long recess, an hour long lunch. We had all this freedom. I mean, and like, so like, it sounds like you're not learning anything. You know, like I was in charge of all my own learning. Like we had like maybe I'm going to say three hours of class a day and then you could do whatever the heck you wanted. And they like gave you assignments you could write. Like I remember writing like a short story and all this stuff. It sounds like the kind of school where like your kids aren't going to actually learn anything. No, not really though. Like I kind of understand what you're saying. Yeah. But the thing is that I went to like, uh, we didn't even get grades. We got, we didn't, we didn't have grades. They gave us like uh, meets expectations. Meets expectations, exceeds expectations, stuff like that. Sure. But um, they, they didn't even like So, like, from the outside, for me personally, I'd be like, oh, my God, these kids are going to be completely unprepared. <laughs> I went to high school, and I was like, oh, my God, man, these kids are, like, still learning this stuff? Like, we yeah. were – I mean, yeah. somehow – it was because we had 14 kids, and we had, like, what, three teachers or something like that. So, like, sure. the amount of personal time with the teacher was immense, and they let you learn at your own pace and all that stuff. So that was awesome. That actually seems great because there's – I feel like – the fixed learning environments where you have to sit and learn this for a certain time or this, I feel like sometimes that's more detrimental than anything else because kids aren't doing what they want to do. The other thing is is I never had to take a standardized test. Mm-hmm. Like you have state tests, right? Yeah. Right, so we call them SOLs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If that, if, I don't think you guys have the same. We don't have SOLs, but we okay. have like standardized tests, like state testing. State testing, like that, yeah. So yeah. I didn't have that until ninth grade. So the teachers could teach whatever they wanted to actually teach us what they thought would be the most important rather than just teaching towards this test. Yeah. Because when you have 20 kids and you need them to pass, and that's like based off, that's like how the state tells, oh, oh, this school is good. Like, oh, they have an 80% pass rate in lower math or whatever. Yeah. We didn't have any of that. So these teachers are just teaching you to like try to instill knowledge on you. So I think that was actually, I think standardized testing is pretty brutal. Yeah, I I agree. I I don't think, I don't think you can put, so many individual minds on the same plan. Right. You just, you can't. Absolutely. You can't. Because we know from growing up, there's certain people that are more apt to like trades and doing work with their hands. There are more people than other people are, artist, are um, artistic. So let me do theater. And hop shit. in real quick. So one guy who went to this school had <clears throat> like uh, pretty severe Asperger's and mm-hmm. they let him draw comics all day because he was obsessed with drawing comics and he drew the best comics though like like he they were they were hilarious and but like that's what he was good at like yeah and so like they let they like fostered that instead of like making him take another math which they like would still try to teach him math Mm -hmm. but they'd be like here you take two rounds of art yeah so you can like be better like improve on your drawing and that's how they'd grade him i think that's a great idea honestly right it was awesome there there's like we have a uh bathpa which is uh in downtown buffalo and that's um buffalo visual and performing arts uh 
Academy, which is like your performing arts school in Buffalo mm. and shit like that. So like depending on what you do, like if you're theater inclined, you're taking more theater classes. You're doing right. things like That's that. That's awesome. I think that would be better I guess sometimes. I guess it just you like you just don't have the resources in public school, I don't think. This is how and this breaks my heart every time I tell it, and I'm sure he won't mind me telling it, but um I have this very specific story about uh Randy, who is one of those people who is interested in certain things and he can do things with his hands really well and things like that. But as far as like book learning, it could be like he could give a shit sometimes. Right. He's not even saying that he couldn't do it, but he just doesn't care to do it. Right. He's just – that's not his field. Like he just – he doesn't get shit like that. And I'll never forget – this broke my fucking heart when he told me it. But uh, when I was going into college – I said something about, like, why don't you do this or why don't you do this? And he looked at me and he was like, he's like, Torres, if I were as smart as you, I would go to college. But I'm not as smart as you. So, like, this is what I have to do. And that fucking killed me. Right, because that's not actually what it means. It's not It means you're not good at the same thing I'm good at. And Randy's so smart. If you talk to the dude for an hour, you know this dude can function anywhere and do anything. But it was just the fact that, like... The the one standard system that's supposed to be all-inclusive and supposed to be for everybody makes kids feel left out sometimes. Right. And yeah, that's not right. right. It's not right. So the one awesome thing, New York State, you guys have BOCES, right? Yeah. 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 So, so Virginia has nothing like that. That's like, so weird to me. I, I mean, I think it's it's this New York has a much better system, dude. I mean, like in in high school, you have no opportunity to learn a trade. You don't. Sure. We have we have work. We have um, wood shop. That's it. But you can take it like a normal class. It's only like what forty five minutes a day or mm-hmm. an hour a day or something like that. Yeah. But at Boces, I mean, that just sounds like like so much. Like my dad hated hated like um, actual. <laughs> he just. He hated actually going to high school. Like he didn't like. He doesn't care about math. He doesn't care about biology at the time. Now he's like super interested in this stuff, you know, like stuff like that. But like he's he's an amazing carpenter. He's great at construction, you know. Like he he's just so good at that. And I think if he had been gone to school in Virginia, he may never have had the opportunity. Like he went to Boces or that same kind of program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. It's probably Boces. Yeah, right. He yeah. went to that and he like he excelled in that and like right and then that's what he's doing. Wow, that's really interesting to think about. So even in like. You know, uh, with how much you valued your education system and stuff like that, it's still flawed. Right, like, but I also went to private school, though. Yeah, that's fair, too. So, I mean, they let me do whatever. Like, I, I was always into the environment, and so, like, I was the manager of the greenhouse. So, we had a big greenhouse that they installed, and, like, so, like, I, I decided that we were going to have tilapia. And then, like, I was feeding the tilapia and, like, planting the plants and, like, managing. Like, we had a slug infestation. I had to take care of the slugs and all that stuff, you know? So, like, they totally... I wouldn't say like the public ex- education system in Virginia is screwed up. Mm-hmm. But if again, you have to, the problem is that you have to have money to go to these private schools. Sure. Or for my dad, he just worked for the school and they let me go there. Ooh. So he would like replace the columns of the front and like redo a room because I mean my parents didn't have a loads of money; they couldn't have just afforded to send me there. But that's a great barter system for oh, that. To absolutely, have I actually I'm not even sure if that's actually legal. Yeah, they're I mean, just exchange of goods right there. <laughs> well, you're ten years out now. So. I know. <laughs> ten, ten years out from eighth grade, I'm Gee, way farther than system. that. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! Amazing. Yeah, I I think. I think there's such a problem with like a set standard of education, but at the same time, it's like 
Schools should just do what's going to work best yeah. for that. It's How else so, could you do it? It's so nice that they let you do things that you are interested in. Because yeah, if, cool. if you're going through and just doing something that means nothing to you, you're going to lose interest in it naturally. Yeah, burn out, man. Yeah. You burn out. Exactly. Um, but that summer, too, or the summer before that, I think it might have even been the summer before that, um, <laughs> you came to Buffalo and we have – a great story from this trip. Oh no! Is this is this the the time of the the mighty taco? Oh hell yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> the taco heard around the world, dude. That's the what taco heard right around now. the world. That's that that really was it was the the like nachos heard around oh, the world oh, for nachos. that. I don't right, even think right. it was a taco. No, you're at this right. Point. There's way too much cheese for tipping a taco. Right. So, um, I'll lay some groundwork for this. So by. Uh, my house down the street uh, at my Aunt Rachel's where is uh, – it's the home where my aunt and uncle and Eli would stay uh, when they would come up. They were just there for this. So there's a bridge right by that house, and it leads into the next connecting town, which is Amherst. So you can go over that bridge. It's kind of big, and there's a river right under it. So you could just stand there and, like, kind of look down at the river if you want and just hang and talk and, like, do whatever. So we were walking um, up and down the street, and we got we went to the bridge. We're just standing there, and we're looking down at it or whatever. <laughs> and I remember specifically I had – like my first date with this girl, like she was coming over to my house. They probably had your time. nicest clothes on. Yeah, it's like my high, like my high school girlfriend, like my first one. And um, we're all standing there, and I don't even you you could probably tell this from your perspective too, because I just remember a flash of light and then suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> then suddenly I'm just engulfed in this thing. <laughs> right. So what do you remember? From so that? I remember. So what it was is me, you, Adam, and Andrew, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. So we're just all standing there, um, hanging out, you know, and then all of a sudden, this car zooms by us. I think there might have been a shout of something. I think there was an abusive shout. I don't remember what was said though. And then all of a sudden, like I got a little speck of cheese on me, and then Dan just gets rocked by like an. Rocked. I don't even. I don't even think they touched these nachos, dude. Probably Completely not. Uneven. They just – I don't know what was wrong with these people or what we did wrong. I don't know. Dan is just covered in nacho cheese. Covered. <laughs> just covered. Covered. My arm, my pants, like all this like – and it like binged off me. I think it it like nicked Andrew too a little bit or I don't remember like how that. much anyone else well, got barely. in. You took the brunt of it. It like – it just – it happened so quick. It happened in like a second. All of a sudden like – I feel them getting thrown on me. They bounce out of somebody, and then I look down, and, like, the ducks are eating them in the water. <laughs> but do you remember there was another weird part to this story? I do remember that. Wait, real quick. I just want to say, after that, I remember I kept being like, damn it. My outfit's ruined, man. Like, this is ruined. Had, I can't you believe had a speck it. Of cheese I, I think it was on my you. leg, too. I don't even think it hit my clothes. I was like, man, I got to go change. You guys mind if we go back to Aunt Rachel's real quick? I just got to change. You were like, you were like, oh my God. No one has it worse than me right now. <laughs> yeah, right. This is terrible. I'm literally I'm like, go- I smell like nacho cheese. <laughs> I'm better off than Dan. <laughs> Fuck you. No, wow. I think back that, to bite me. I think that that woman was a different time. Was that the same time? No, that time? was the same time. Oh, was man, I thought that was day. a different story. So I'm like looking at – I'm like looking at this cheese in like this whole situation. And this bridge is like high up and shit or whatever. This woman's on the path below. 
I don't know what the fuck she got in her head. <laughs> I know what the heck. at this point. And we're all standing. This is the important thing. We're all standing on the ground. We're standing on the sidewalk. We're not up on the railing. We're not doing anything. Probably like watching that. the ducks eat the nachos. <laughs> yeah, literally watching the ducks eat the nachos. And this woman starts yelling up at us, going, "You guys better not jump off of there. <laughs> don't do it." And we're like, "What? What?" <laughs> What gave you any indication that we were ready to, like, jump off of this or whatever? But us being the douchebags we were, we start egging it on, and we're like, why not? Why shouldn't <laughs> right. we jump off this? But it was like, it was more a response to this woman not minding her own freaking business and stuff like that. We're just like, walking. We're just hanging out. That's the thing. If we were up on the there. edge and she's a concerned citizen, sure. Like, be like, no, don't do it. Like, there's so much to live for. There's four of us talking on yeah. this bridge. Like, no, no indication. I'm not, like, staring off sad into the water. I don't know, man. She like, might have seen the look in your eyes with all those notches on you and been like, You know, man, at that point, kid. it could have been a possibility. Maybe <laughs> you need, she saved my life. You needed to get cleaner, for sure. You could have used a quick dip. I could have used a quick dip. <laughs> but, like, I would have just walked I thought that she was talking about calling the police, though. Like, that's she did at one point. Oh, she ended up calling him? That's she, no, she out. didn't call, but she, like, she talked about yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to get the police over here. Like, we're standing on the bridge. She was like, you're going to put yourself in a wheelchair. And I remember your brother oh, yeah. was like, good, we get a handicap park <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Terrible. Even at that time. So witty. Terrible. But, like, I remember uh, <laughs> just walking back to Aunt Rachel's and freaking out. Like, I've got a date in, like, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it smell like nacho cheese. And I'm going to, like, do that or whatever. Didn't matter in the long run, right? It, never, it pretty much never does, right? I feel like every single time I've worried about something like that, it just looking back, it's always like, why Dude, did I even stress? Never, 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 never matters. I remember being pantsed when I was like, I was, I was, I think in first grade, and oh, I thought, God. and it was right in front of my crush, and I was wearing my tidy whiteies, and I thought that the world had ended, dude. Like I just remember being so. Mortally embarrassed. I talked about my story being pants a couple weeks ago on this. Oh, well, really? I didn't. <laughs> Why are we both the people getting pants, Dan? Bro, bro I don't know. But like, <laughs> mine was real bad because it was sixth grade and like I was wearing like Batman underwear and. The- <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and I was at like a birthday party for a friend of mine and uh, the girls all screamed. <laughs> Yeah, in like lust, pure lust. No, <laughs> you didn't hear the scream. It was not. <laughs> it screeches of laughter is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, just, just yeah. like all my delicates in these Batman <laughs> tidy whiteies and like all this stuff. But like, fucking Dave talked about this on this podcast a few weeks ago, and he literally laughed at me while he's telling the story. So I didn't feel embarrassed, and then he brought it up and started laughing at me because it all came I rushing back. At, oh my god, that feeling! I can. Fe- Isn't it weird how like certain things like that you think back on, and you're like, I remember that exact feeling right. that I had when that happened. It's like, usually just, when I'm mortally embarrassed too. Yeah, like. <laughs> The worst moments like oh, that. man. <laughs> the worst, 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 worst ones. Yeah, but now looking back, it's like, honestly, that just didn't affect my life at all. No, no, not at all. I mean, that's kind of how I live my life now. Like, I do embarrassing stuff all the time. You know, I'm a fool. Just but then it, take it with yeah. a grain of salt. And, then I, and now I'm always, if I'm actually worried about it, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, in a year, I'm either going to be laughing about this or I'm not going to remember it. Yeah, honestly. That's yeah. really, like, the long and short of it is right. that's what it's going to be. Um, do you remember when we went parasailing together? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Do you remember? Dude, that is actually probably my closest near-death experience. I swear to God. 
Well, when you when you were in the water during when that? you were you were in the water with me. Yeah, what yeah, are you yeah, talk- yeah. When yeah. we were in the when water, when we were in the water. Yep, yep. Yeah, I remember. So we were pal- parasailing. I I think probably everyone knows what that is. But like at Virginia Beach, like they let you out on this big sail, and I don't know how high up you are, two hundred feet. Maybe. Holy fuck, really high. Yeah, but the boat's going, and so like it's like you're pretty much a big kite. You're attached to a huge kite. And you're just flying, and so like we're all hanging out, you know, like it's kind of scary, but we're like, oh my god, this is so much fun! It's like the roller coaster you're of a lifetime. You're so high in the air once you realize like that you're just floating there. It's cool, yeah. Like, that there's nowhere you're gonna right. go, and you're just there, yeah. And you're just cruising along, and then we never—I don't think we saw it that time, but sometimes you can see like rays in the water, like certain kinds of aquatic life, and yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. Dolphins, stuff like that. But yeah, it's so much fun, and then you're up there, and you can see like the entire coastline. Like you can see like the huge. You're way above the biggest hotels and stuff. Yeah, you, know? you are. It's awesome. But then at the at like near the end of this one, they're reeling you in. They're like they always d- give you a little dunk, so they lower you in, and then they speed the boat back up, and it picks you back up because like the air resistance, it picks you back up just like a kite. You know, like a burst of wind will float it up. Sure. So they're causing the burst of wind with the boat. So they dunk us in. And we're just being dragged through the water. I don't know if the boat stalled, dude. I do not know what happened. That was not normal. I don't think that was. It, yeah. I, no, I, I know it wasn't because I remember the guy saying about it when we got pulled all the way in. Like, oh, man. Like, what? I don't remember exactly what he was saying. But I remember it was being commented on because they dunked everyone else and no mm. one else had the same experience. Yeah. And so I know Adam started unbuckling himself. So he dunked us once and we were getting dragged through the water and they got us up. And then we got dunked again. We got the double dunk. Oh, yeah. He wasn't yeah. trying to double dunk us. My brother, Adam, started unbuckling himself from the entire parasail thing because he thought we were going to be drowning. He yeah. thought we were done. He was going to unbuckle himself and just swim to safety. Me and Dan are just gargling salt water at this point. I was just port. like, I'm chilling. Yeah, we're, we're cleaning our teeth. Like, like we have nothing. We're, we're just, yeah, we're done for. Obviously, we ended up, we're, we're still we're, we're here now, but. Yeah. Or are we? Uh-huh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Matrix. We're in the Matrix. It's all a simulation. That was crazy, though. I, there's this one picture we have from it where you could see my face, and I'm, like, reevaluating everything <laughs> right. I've ever made. Like, what's important in life? Like, what's important? <laughs> Why did I do this? Why did I do it? Is this worth it? Is this not worth it? I know. I feel like everything crazy that I've ever tried, you guys have been there like, come <laughs> right. on, let's do it. Peer pressuring you. Totally come on, Danny. Come on, Dan. Whoa, let's do it. <laughs> Disgusting. That's not healthy. I just I, want you to know that. Uh, it's either me, Adam, or apparently Matt. That's He's abusive. there, too. It's <laughs> abusive. And it's not right. I don't like it. You're welcome. <laughs> and you're welcome. I know. You give me the best experience. But that was that was always what was cool about um, us and, like, being around each other and having those experiences was that you always – you guys always put me in a different comfort zone where it was like I wouldn't normally try this, but I feel safe when I'm with them. So, like, it pushed me to, like, do more things. Like, I'm such a good, like – even when I climb trees now, I'm like, uh, when people are like, how do you do this so good? I'm like, my cousins taught me when I was little. Because yeah. you, you guys taught me the exact, like, a great way to climb trees, like, all the time. Because you had so we many We lived in trees, yeah. Yeah. Now, Adam climbs trees for a living. He's an arborist. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, it definitely gave him that skill set. I'm going to say the same thing as vice versa. Like, me and Adam didn't really, like, we, I still can't play video games. But and also wrestling. Like, we came up to North Tonawanda, and you, got, you have, like, such a different life. Than we did, you know. I remember, I, I swear to God, I could have come up with the idea for Twitch, dude. 
Because I watched, I've watched this man play video games for how many? Just hours and hours and hours. And I, on, I me and hours. Adam loved it, dude. Zelda, Ocarina of Time. I remember you had like a little guidebook. Yep. They like gave you a book with a game. Yep. And like we would go to our grandma grandma's house. And me and Adam, all we wanted to do was sit in the basement and watch Dan play Zelda. Like we just, we just drove ten hours up here. We could be doing all this stuff. We're like, dude, Dan, you, you feel like playing Zelda? I know. <laughs> you guys would literally, you'd ask me. You were like, when are we doing this? When are we doing? Yeah. That? When are you like, playing Zelda, dude? Oh, you guys actually <laughs> like this? Well, you weren't bad at Star Fox yourself. Dude. Oh well, I, I, dude. Oh my God. So Nick Brown, I was bad at Star Fox when I was like a little kid, like that. Mm-hmm. I remember we stayed at Tyler's one or Uncle Paul's one time, and. uh Nick Brown, we would always play Star Fox. We could never beat it. We never got past, like, the second level, like the asteroid dude. Like, <laughs> oh, you're not as stupid as you look. Oh, and then he just wrecks you. Yeah. yeah. We never got past that guy. And I know I slept in, sleeping in. I was probably asleep to, like, what, 830 max probably, when probably, I was a little kid. Yeah. And, but Adam woke up, and he went downstairs, and Nick Brown played through the game and beat it. And I, like, thought my world was over. I miss Star Fox being beaten, dude. Like, I was like, oh, no. Like, this is the end of the world. Now I can beat it in, like, an hour. An hour, yeah. Like, a million times. I also remember about Zelda. Like, you know how you can cut down the grass? Yeah. Like, to get gems? That's all me and Adam wanted you to do. Like, you're running around like, dude, are you going to leave that grass uncut? And Mm -hmm. you're like, I I maxed out on my gems right now. Like, I can't do anything. Pretty much, yeah. But, dude, like. See what you can find in there. <laughs> You're like, I don't need to. And then, like, there was that Din's fire that lit everything. Oh, yeah. You like, just use, yeah, it, yeah. use it. Like, I did. I don't have a lot of. I, there's no reason for me to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'll have to go see the fairy again and shit. What the fuck? <laughs> like, all oh, that stupid shit. Oh, that was so sweet. Such good times. I still. So I just slept there last night. I look the smell of that bra- basement. It's like it's such a distinct smell. I don't know what it is. I love it. I love those. I slept like a baby last night. Too. I love those moments. It, it just comforts you sometimes because, like, all of a sudden it's your part of your childhood that's like, holy crap, I'm here again. Yeah. Like, even just – I have I know I've only been gone two weeks, but you and I just went to go see my parents. And, like, you know, it, there's always going to be something that I feel every time I'm at that house that I'm just like – this is such a s- special part of me and something that I can never replace. Like, there's no feeling that will ever replace the feeling that I get when I walk through this door. Right. Yeah. And Grandma's is definitely something special like that. Um, going back to your brother being an arborist, I find that hilarious and ironic <laughs> because of the story that we have from, I think it was my sophomore year of high school, when we were all playing hide and seek in your backyard, and he's and he's hiding up in the tree, hiding <laughs> up in the tree. So let me preface this by saying we all went down. Me, my Aunt Renee, my cousin Andrew, and my cousin Tracy all went down for. Um, was Bernadette there too? I don't think she was there. Um, but uh, we all went down for Columbus Day weekend, the uh, the one weekend of Virginia, because we had a three day weekend. We got there. We were playing hide-and-seek the whole time. Now, Adam and Eli have tons of property at their parents' house. There's a whole woods behind the whole forest. You get lost there, especially at night. Me and Adam don't, but everyone who visits does. Yeah, everybody who visits does. So we're playing hide-and-seek, but we're doing it in the four acres of wood that they have behind their house. So I'm... You know, the one seeking. (laughs) That's why I fucking hate (laughs) hide-and-seek. So I'm the one seeking, and, like, the night before, I've been talking about, like, the original movie It and, like, The Strangers and all these, like, really, like, scary horror movies. 
So I'm walking through the woods, talking all this shit, like trying to make <laughs> myself feel good. Right. Like, and not feel uncomfortable as shit during this whole thing. And as I'm walking and talking this shit, all of a sudden I get to a point in the pathway. And my cousin Adam <laughs> jumps out of the tree above me, like 10 feet. And no idea he's up there. Jumps down and just goes, ah! And like, <laughs> just like fucking. I think I squared at him more than I swore at anybody in my entire life. Dude, so this was, I think it's actually manhunt. So if you found us, like, we went back to the base. Like, I was all the way back to our house. And I know that he, like, dropped down and yelled at you. And I'm, I'm, I don't know, like, what, a quarter of a mile away. I'm back at the house. And we could just hear Dan deep in the woods being like, you bleep, bleep, you mother, you, like, just swear. It was probably went on for a minute, dude. You were so fired up. You were so, I think you probably shit your pants a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You can deny it to this day. Maybe peed myself. I don't think I shit myself, but I definitely pissed myself just a little. Like, maybe that little squirt. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So scary. And then he scared me the next night. And I was so pissed at him. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I was so mad because I was just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be the one being scared and shit. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, if you're not, if you're not like, acquainted with those woods, you just have no idea. I mean, there's like a, we have a network of paths. Right. There's but we nothing. Had, we, we had names for all the paths. I mean, you know, we, I grew up there. I was born there and raised there. You know, mm-hmm. like we've been there for whatever, 15 years. Yeah. We know the property like the back of our hand, you know, but you're like looking at it like it's brain. We knew what clean trees you can climb and all this other stuff. Oh, man, he set you up. Fucker set me up. <laughs> totally set me up. You guys are bastards. <laughs> I love that. Like he's playing hide and seek and he, he wants to scare you more than win. Like he just, yeah. he just wants yeah. to scare you. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the worst thing about being your older cousin is like, I'm still older by age and by definition. But you guys have easily 100 pounds each on me, <laughs> and you have about six inches on right. me. How fucking tall are you? I'm 6'3", and I'm 6'4". How many Plus. times do you get asked that? All the time. Now, All the time on a daily basis. Uh, like, how I tall mean, are you? It's, it, yeah, especially like when you know, you're going to college, you're in a party. Like, no one knows you. You know, It's such a, it's an icebreaker for everyone. They're like, wow, you're tall. Or like, any, if I'm around someone, a uh, woman... Who's over the age of sixty? She says, "Wow, you're a tall glass of water." <laughs> what the heck? How many times do you get? How's the weather up there? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and I always say, "Yeah, no, I'm not even going to tell you my comeback." It's all, it's <laughs> it's gotten more ruthless over the ages as I get more <laughs> peeved by the you know like all the quirk like the little chirps people. Say now you with. just pull out a like cigarette lighter and light them on fire <laughs> and just walk away. Shoo shoo. Like keep going. <laughs> I can go. Time. What? I can't even hear you down there. What's what? I just saw a meme online, and it, it was this really tall guy, and, like, this girl said, I just asked this guy how tall he was, and he handed me this, and it was, like, a business card, and he was like, hi, yes, I am tall. I am six foot seven. He was like, oh, yeah, he was like I don't play for the NBA. I don't do this. I don't do any of that. I hope I've answered all your questions. Thanks for the conversation <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, dude, six seven. That, that's like all people are gonna say to you if you're six seven. Yeah, I get it all the time. Six three, like, isn't even that tall. I don't think it's that tall. It's still six, significantly six, tall, yeah, but six it's, seven though. Like, that's that's everyone's first impression of you. It's like, wow, this this dude's huge. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think with you, I think the reason you get asked more too is because like you guys are like big too. So like you're 
you're solid dudes. I don't know. I'm pretty skinny. I think that makes you look taller, though, too. That might, too. you're skinny, it's like, wow, this person is really tall. Yeah. It's weird to think about. I'm, I'm 5'9", so I have no perspective of this whatsoever. I'm, I'm literally javelin-built. That's what I am. I'm a, I'm a vaulting pole. Like, that's, I, that's all I am. 5'9", so like, solid muscle. Yeah. So anytime I meet someone above average height, I'm just like... Oh, this is interesting. I want to know what this is like. I want to know how this is like. But like, just like seeing you catch up to me in like eighth grade, and yeah, like I'm right. a junior, I'm just like, okay, he's passing. You know. Now, the biggest okay. lie my my mom ever told me was that I was going to be taller than Adam, and I think I looked forward to that for like six years of my life until I just realized it wasn't going to happen. That it wasn't going <laughs> to yeah, happen. Right. Amazing. I know. Um. So how's Alana? Uh, she's great, man. She's uh, she's in grad school right now. This is my girlfriend. I've been dating for what four and a half years, maybe. I, I better know the Damn, exact. It's been date. that long. It's been a while, man. Shit, it's been a while. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, she's just she's going to graduate uh, with her master's in social work in um, was it August. She's starting to starting to look at jobs and stuff. She's getting pretty excited. So that's such a great field to go into. I feel like we can't have enough social workers. Right. In this oh world. my god, you're absolutely right. And also, being in grad school during COVID was just the absolute perfect time. Oh, like you, yeah. like you literally, like so, like no one's doing it. You have no fear of missing out. Like there's not like, oh, my friends are trying to hang out on Saturday. I have to stay and do schoolwork. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, she there's nothing to do anyways, and now she's just studying, and I'm just watching her study. Right, <laughs> exactly, and that's fine. Like, I keep g- being on the fence about going to grad school and shit. I really should have done it last year. I really. Uh, should've. That's what I was thinking. I really should have. Yeah. And, and like that was the perfect time, and I bitch about how I never have the time, and I had the time, and I'm totally missed out on it. Like right. an idiot. <laughs> but I'm glad she took advantage. Dude, we can always hope for a third wave of COVID. Is that what you're asking me for right no, now? No, no, absolutely <laughs> Never, not. Yeah, right. I want to get back to work. Oh, I want to yeah, get back to work. Right. I'm working in Shakespeare and Delaware Park this summer, and then I'm back somewhere else in September. And I do that. I see, I see you that. working on your lines, man. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I know you. Are you really happy to be back? We don't know. I we'll am. See. Yeah, I yeah. am. It's I just, just more like, work. I keep looking at the script and I keep being like, "Why did I have to choose Shakespeare as my first?" Oh name? yeah, that's gotta yeah. be that's a that's a rough one to go back. I know to. I couldn't have like five lines in something; it had to be something that like significant. That you got a big monologue like of old English, mm-hmm. exactly. But you've had so that's a cool life change because she's in grad school right now, and you just started a new job. What's your new? Oh, I'm job starting to like? start starting the new job uh, June 10th, so I haven't even gotten there yet. Mm. But uh, it's with the uh, Department of Environmental Quality and, in Virginia. Working, uh, I'm a remediation geologist. Mm-hmm. It's a title. Uh, working, working with uh, underground storage tanks, like at uh, retail petroleum gasoline stations. Uh, you track like uh, if they end up leaking, you got to track like the, the the gasoline plumes contamination. There's like all these uh, all these additives that make the fuel burn at the perfect temperature. You know, sure. so you need you can't have like extra combustion in your engine. You know, you need that stuff. It's pretty regulated, right? So they add in like all this stuff like benzene, toluene, xylene, ethylbenzene. These like they're very like uh, carcinogenic. They're they're bad. They're bad chemicals. You know, so like if yeah. they're in your groundwater, uh, I don't know how. I don't know how much the average Joe knows about this kind of stuff, but like underneath the soil, if you dig, I'm going to say on average 20 feet down, you're, you're hitting water, you know, like you're at the beach and you dig four feet down, you got a, you got a, you got a puddle, right? Yep. Yep. Around here, like, so you drill and you, there's just a, there's this essentially saturated soil. So like if the gasoline, it's light, it's like a, 
It's like oil. You know, you pour oil into water and it floats and, and sits on top. Yeah. Gasoline does the exact same thing. So it sits on top of the water table like that. And so it can actually flow off. And so it can, if it flows under someone's house or something, you got to worry about vapors coming up. You can smell gasoline. Yeah, yeah. It can, it can go up through the floor. Like, so I've, I've worked at a couple apartment complexes where like, uh, there's been a, a petroleum plume underneath that. And so they need to tear up the entire floor. They can put down a vapor barrier, put in like a remediation system where they vent all this stuff out. Holy shit. I know. It's like a whole, a whole side of like using your gasoline car that, that no one knows about. You know, like it's just a huge industry that no one's even aware of. That's so interesting, though. Like, that's so interesting to hear about because you, you think about things like happening like that, but you don't know who's in charge of it and like who's the guy that regulates it. And you're the guy. Right. Yeah. Point. Absolutely right, man. Yeah. It's a regulatory agency. And people think about, oh, like, you know, like BP, like a huge oil spill in the Gulf or something. You know, like you think about at that stage. There's oil spills. We mm-hmm. all know this. Like, all oh, pipelines leaking. But you don't think at the actual, like, you, there's a gas station on every corner, dude. Like, there's, yeah. there's gas stations everywhere. And there's all these sources of the same uh, contamination, this pollution that's getting out. Hmm. So my, what I think is the coolest is that there's actually um, microbes that you could add in, like a way of remediating it. It's just injecting yeah. the ground with these tiny little invertebrates, these tiny little bugs, <sighs> and they eat the petroleum. It's a huge problem with diesel, dude. If these bugs get in your diesel tank, it's done. They just they just suck it all up, all the combustibles, and you just can't even use it. Holy shit! I know, it, dude. Dude, life is amazing. These yeah, are, life is really right. Amazing, it's, honestly. They're called extremophiles. You don't think about like any of these little biomes and shit that can do those functions, especially twenty feet underground. No, yeah, like you, like you talk about that. the rainforest. You know, you got all this diversity. Underground, you're like, ah, oh, dead zone. That's what I would think. There's no sun. Yeah. Like, yeah. you think of the sun is what's running. But down there, you know, they're just using these chemicals, especially petroleum. Yeah, so you, just, you can shoot them in. Mm-hmm. So have, awesome. you, so have you done, like, work like that before? Like, was your last job, like, similar to that? Yeah, or? so my last job, I, uh, I worked specifically for the gas station. So, like, I was more of their – I was an environmental consultant for them. Sure. And so now I'll be managing these consultants. But before, I was still doing remediation at all these gasoline stations. Mm. So I've done a lot of that. A lot. There's so many different methods of cleaning it up. And the first thing you do is a risk analysis, where it's like, you know, if you got a gas station, a gasoline station off, off in the middle of nowhere, and there's no people around, there's no like surface water. It's not about to like go into the river where it's going to be sitting on the river and going downstream. You might just leave it mm-hmm. because these bugs are there by themselves. I'm just calling them bugs. Sure. These, yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. bugs are there by themselves, so it's going to end up. We know what we what you mean. No one's going to come at you in the comments <laughs> right, okay. and be like, "Ah, you're not bugs. You're lying." Yeah, no one's doing that. And if they do, stop listening. <laughs> right. So I mean, um, they're there by themselves. So you just let it sit there. It's called natural attenuation. There's a rate of degradation of these chemicals that it doesn't even matter. Like, or it matters. We don't want it to happen. But like a while ago. Every single house had its its own heating oil tank, 500-gallon heating oil tank. You know, they didn't have electric – or they might have had electric heating. Sure. But a lot of it was uh, with these heating oils. So these things leaked all the time. But you can just let them sit there a lot of times, and it, it'll just get better. Mm-hmm. But if you're near surface water or if you're near like, – like, you know, the gas station – Tim Hortons or whatever. That's yeah, by, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. by someone's house, you can't let the petroleum plume migrate under someone's house. Yeah. Because then you look at it. They're gonna get cancer. It it, it goes up to the to the soils. It's like radon, mm-hmm. colorless, odorless gas. It just gives people cancer. Is that and this might be a stupid question, and I'm sorry if it is, but that but does that increase the risk of like if you were to have a fire at your house? Does that increase the risk of like the danger within the house immediately of it like being more combustible or things so like that? Maybe the heating oil tanks would be, but 
honestly, at the, at the levels that I'm talking about, there's not a combustion hazard. Sure. We're talking parts per billion. Sure. Parts per billion. I mean, like, so benzene is, like, ho- highly carcinogenic in that, like, I can't even remember the levels. It might be 20 parts per billion. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking that you have an increased risk of cancer. And for it to be combustible, mm-hmm. it might need to be, like, but the majority, by far, like three quarters benzene, you know. So it's it's so diluted, but it's also so potent. That's very interesting. Do right. you know about Love Canal? Uh, no, I don't know. This. So that's right around here. I think it was. I'm not even going to guess the location because I know I'm going to be wrong. But it's in the western New York area, and it was a town or a city, whichever one of the two, that. Um, ended up having this huge problem and it became a government issue because um, a company had ge- had buried tons of chemicals underneath the ground and like mm. we're doing things like that and we're messing with that chemistry and all of a sudden all these people in this town like started getting really sick like these people that were moving there and like establishing getting real sick it was this huge you should look into it because i think it's something you would be really interested in but just hearing what you're saying and thinking about that that's so important for people and people don't realize that yeah i mean that's the other beautiful thing about the government it's like a lot of people you know people are fed up with the government you know but you don't realize like that's what the government's doing right now is my entire job i'm paid by the government right my entire job is to make sure that all these people are safe because we all need to drive our cars yeah and and the and the company itself doesn't want to doesn't care as much it's not going to be less profitable to they, they don't want to have to clean it up it's just money you know no they right. don't want to clean that so, shit up so, at all so it's just a small part of the government no credits given you know it's but it, their their entire job is to make sure that the groundwater is safe it's not even like the drinking water most of the time wow i know and so i mean honestly we have a we have a good government we have so many different pieces of government it's awesome Especially environmental-wise, too. I feel like our government cares about the environment a lot more than we give it credit for sometimes, yeah, too. Yeah, that specifically is, is – is, that's definitely true. It, that is very dependent on who's in charge because especially the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, mm-hmm. they are highly regulated by the president. He can be like, oh, we're going to cut this by 50 percent or we're going to add 50 percent back. But the thing is it takes a long time to have rollbacks or add in extra regulations. Yeah. But this specifically, I'm working for state government. Mm. And so I think a lot of state governments really pick up the slack, especially like this isn't a bipartisan issue, man. No. Nobody no, wants gasoline no. under their house. You no. Know? Like, so that's why it gets done so well. It's like, oh, this is for safety. Nobody wants gasoline sitting on their river. No, like, you know, these are things that everyone can agree on. It's a shame that people don't talk about this more often. Sure. We all agree on so many things. Mm-hmm. You know, like this. No, You want gasoline under your house? No. <laughs> exactly. Hell no. No one does. So, I mean, so that's why we get it done. And it works great. And that's awesome. That's amazing. So you've been, as long as I've known you since you were like five years old or so, you've always had this interest in the environment and like animals and just the world around you and everything like that. So what made you at first be like, this is the issue I care about the most? Like what was Mm. the thing that really pushed you to be like, I'm an environmentalist and I want to care for the planet and do as much as I can for it? I think that that just was just like the way I was raised, like out in the woods, you know, like – I mean, I, my, my huge thing was amphibians. And those are like, you know, like I'd, I'd be catching salamanders, newts, frogs, and stuff like that, you know. Oh, my God. I love just rooting around in ponds. You know, I could spend all day in the grimiest mud. Like, yeah, that's you just, can. Yeah, like the, <laughs> right? you're, you're, like, you're like a I freaking hippopotamus, dude. I know I come out, wiggle my little ears like one of those. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, just like, I mean, you just see, like, so many of these things just don't, can't, 
nothing can fight for itself, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so I don't know. I, I've just always been so empathetic. Yeah. And so it just like hurts my heart to see like some of the stuff that goes on, you know? So I always want to do something like that and specifically getting into, uh, like regulating retail petroleum was just opportunistic. It was just a job that presented itself. And then I was super interested in it once, you know, I was starting to dive deeper into it. Um, so that just ended up happening. But in terms of love for the environment, I say my mom, my mom has been into that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So she started Rivana Conservation Society or she, she helped start it. She was like in, involved. And that was just all about the river that we grew up next to, you know? So she's definitely led me on this journey. For your sure. mom's cool as shit. Yeah. I love your mom so much. Huge outdoors woman for sure. Yeah. And I think, I think we need people like you now that are pushing for things like that because it, we're at a place more than ever that we need to take care of the world around us and the environment around us perfectly in order to sustain future Yeah, we got some picking up to do, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, even if it was just like when we were little, sometimes we'd pick up a park or something. Like oh, yeah. Pick up trash. Dude, I still trash. compulsively pick up trash. Yeah. I'm like walking and I'll see a piece of trash and I'll be like, ah, whatever. And I'll keep walking by it and like 15 steps by, I'm arguing with my mind. I'm like, come on, you got to pick it up. And I'm like, nah, it's all right. And I'm like, oh, and I go back and pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing happens if I drive past a turtle in the road. I can I can be a mile past it. I'm turning around. I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll go pick it up. One time, I <laughs> I feel really bad about this now. Um, go for it. Yeah. Um, while Eli's gone, I'll tell this a little bit. Um, hold on. E, yeah. it's down the stairs. Go down the stairs, and then you make a left. All right. All right. Yeah, he's just gonna pee real quick, and uh, I'll tell the story while he's gone, though. So one time. I was uh, headed down a street in NT, and there was this dog, and it was just, like, running out and loose, and I felt really bad for it and all this stuff. So I pulled over, and I'm trying to get this thing out of the street. I'm like, please, please, for the love of God, like, don't let this dog get hit or things like that. I had one time... I'll, I'll divert for a second. One time, my dog Satchman, he rest in peace, he passed about... Almost three years ago. Wow. Almost three years ago now. Um, He got out, and that was the worst 24 hours of my life. I had no idea where he was. I searched the whole neighborhood for him. We found out the SPCA had him, and we couldn't pick him up till the next day. And um, that was just a really hard night to get through. So I'm driving by this dog who I see, like, on the side of the road and about to be weaving in and out of traffic. And... Part of me was just like, I need to save whatever family is missing their dog right now from missing them. And part of me, like, it just felt so strongly about that. So um, I drive up on this dog. I'm trying to coax it to get in my car or whatever. And, um, like, a bunch of people are turning. Most people are, like, not saying anything, right? And the dog ends up going across the street or whatever. And I was parked at a place where it was like, it might have been more of a one-way street, but I'm trying to get this dog. I'm trying to get, uh, I'm trying to get like it out of the street and into safety. And this guy comes whipping up the street, honks on his horn, and says something to me, like as I'm sitting there trying to get this dog out of the road. So it takes off. It goes into someone's backyard. The dude was so close. I'm not proud of this. I <laughs> followed him to his house. I drove like with him, tapped on his ass till he got to his house, and then I pull up right alongside of him. And I was like, "You got something to say to me?" 
He went, nope. And I went, yeah, that's what I fucking thought. And Damn, I drove man. off. But it was, I was saying it was this dog that had been lost on, yeah. like, like near me. And I remembered, like, seeing Sash, and I got so, like, when he got lost one time. Right. And I was like, I, I, this family's going through the same thing. I need to do something. And being that passionate about him made me go after that guy because I was like, it's like, you have no idea what the fuck is going on right now. Like you, you, you don't, and it wasn't like it wasn't an altercation. I didn't do anything to him or anything like that. Right, but like so people, some people, dude, they just don't have any empathy. Like, have you, ne- has he never been in a situation where like he's had an injured animal? I or guess a, not. A, a, I don't know. Lost, like, he just can't. He can't even understand what's going on. Like, what happened to him as a child? Yeah, that, like he can't empathize. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. People are just so caught up in their own world and like so focused on doing whatever the fuck they want to do. I don't know. They get they get a little selfish in it sometimes, and it's yeah. sad. But it's cool that you're focusing on things like this. Um, so, environmental wise, what is the coolest story or experience or like traveling thing? What's the coolest thing that just being a part of the environment has brought you? Hmm. What's one thing that you're like? This brought me this experience, and I'm so thankful for it, and it's going to affect me for the rest of my life. Dude, I'd say uh, studying abroad in Costa Rica. That was freaking awesome. I remember man. when you did that. How long were you there for? I was only there for six weeks. Mm. But I lived with a family that didn't speak any English. They like lived like all these other Costa Ricans did. So like, I mean, they don't have hot. They don't have like hot water or like. I mean, they don't have like a good sanitary sewage system. Um, they don't have a obviously don't have like a washer and dryer, like all these things that we just take for granted. You know, like like if I needed my clothes washed, the the mom would wash it on like a washing board. You know, like, sure. And but these people were just so in love with life. They're all so happy. They're the nicest people ever. And also, just like that that country. So they're like uh, eco tourism is like a huge industry there. I don't know. Really? If you, I don't know if you. It's just well, yeah. Like like it's one of the the biggest parts of their economy. So they they take care of the nature be, because it equals money. Mm. Not not the only reason, obviously. They also love it. But there, it's not a conflict. Like here, a lot of times, it's like oh, it's a sacrifice. Like how much is this you know ecosystem worth? Because we'd yeah. rather put up an apartment. Complex. They they work in balance with each other. Right. Right. There, it's like oh, this rainforest is bringing all these people here to spend money, but. Honestly, dude, the the amount of wildlife there was just incredible. What's the coolest uh, wildlife like creature or amphibian or things? What's the coolest thing you saw there? Man, I I don't even know. You just you just saw everything. I mean, like the things that people, other people, be excited about. We saw like sloths, and I remember one time, like me and my buddy were sitting there, we're just hanging out, like having a drink, right up on. It was one of the last days we were there, and we're sitting next to this big river, and all of a sudden, like there's like one little light out in the center. Like uh, like they had like a I don't know it would be like a porch light pointing out down onto the river, and we saw this I got I swear to God at least twenty foot long alligator or crocodile I actually Ooh. don't know which one just slowly swimming up the river at the top like oh my God dude that's, that's really so cool. cool I also love seeing monkeys I don't know if you ever seen little monkeys but like we're just um we wanted like an airboats and stuff back through the back canals and like just watching them eat and like the way they interact and stuff. And they're these little cute monkeys. It's so funny. You bring that up last night. I was talking to Julie about this. Um, my last day in Rwanda, when I went to Rwanda or one of the last days, we went on a rainforest trek to go see colobus monkeys. Um, and we hiked out about 35 minutes or so into this one part of the forest where they live and they colonize or whatever. And we got to the part, and I 
I will never forget how fucking blown away I was. Yeah. I was, I'm looking up, watching these monkeys, like, interact in their own environment. And I'm standing there and I'm going, I'm watching monkeys in a rainforest right now. Yeah. Like, just living and the doing thing, their thing. There's something I never thought I could do. Right. Never. And it's so different than, like, you know, planet Earth. You're up real way closer. And, like, if you watch those documentaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just to- so different to actually be there, seeing it yeah. with, like, you know, in real life. It's like, oh, my God, it seems so much more real. Same thing when we went on the safari. I saw an elephant the first day. Oh, and man, that was I've That was crazy to me because it was, like... We saw it from far away, and then we drove, like, 20 feet up around a curve, and it was standing there. Oh, man. And it was like – and when you see it and there's no barriers, like, for a zoo or <laughs> anything like that, you're staring at it. You're just like, holy shit. This, is it, not, this is thing it way exists. bigger than you think it is? It's way bigger. You're just looking at it. You're like, I can't believe something like this exists. Oh, man. And then while we were there, they had just reintroduced lions back into the park because they were having, like, a problem and they were being poached and things like that. Dude, that always Terrible happens. shit. Terrible shit. Um, but there were seven of them in the park. And the park is huge. We saw one. Oh, you and it was lucky in the, bastard. it was in the tree just hanging out. Uh, it was up in a tree? It was up in a tree. Wow. And that's never what you would think like yeah, a lion would be. Right. I wouldn't but expect. the lioness was up in the tree, like look at but then like it makes no sense in your mind, but then you think about like jaguars and leopards and stuff. Oh, and yeah, like, they're always up oh, there. Oh yeah, them yeah. shits are always in the trees. Like they're <laughs> right? always yeah. up there. They live up there. Man. Yeah. yeah, and they're like these giant cats that you're like, oh, you could kill me in a heartbeat. Hey, if you oh my god, to. dude. Yeah, I would say like you're gonna make me fight an animal, any animal. Last thing I'm gonna choose is a big cat, dude. Yeah, I am not choosing a big cat. Yeah. I'd rather fight a freaking grizzly bear. Than a freaking tiger. I don't know about that. I saw the Revenant. I know how that ended for fucking Leo. Uh, he ended it. up alive. That's how that ended. Yeah, barely. <laughs> right. That's fair. That's <laughs> Get fair. that pun. And it's barely. not that he beat the bear. The bear got bored and left. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, did he kill that bear? He did kill that. He bear, did kill he? it. Oh, he had yeah. a gun though. That but really just count. barely. He like barely killed yeah, that. Yeah. That thing was whooping his ass for most of the fight. If that if that had been like a boxing match and gone to the judges, the bear <laughs> yeah, would have gotten yeah, his hand yeah, raised. Right. Like that's 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 who got it. That's who got it. And then Tom Hardy tried pulling some bullshit on him. And killing him and then kill the son. That's a oh, fucking great man. movie. That is a great movie. Well, that was, I honestly have to say, that was like a Leo grab for an Oscar, wasn't it? He was like, give Good. me Good, he got the Oscar I know, for that. and he deserved it. He deserved it. He deserved it for some other movies, too. But, like, watching that movie, I was like, he wanted to be in this movie just so they couldn't even snub him. Like, yeah. they had to give it to him. They had to give it to him. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, he should have won way before that. Dude, he's such a great actor. Wolf of Wall Street, he should have oh won. My God. That's one of the movies that, like, if I had been out drinking at bars, I'll come home at whatever, 1 a.m. and be like, you know what I need? Wolf of Wall Wolf Street. Wall Watch Street. that movie so many times. <sighs> so good. It's awesome. So good. Everybody in that is great. Yeah. And then um, he's just involved Inception in so many good. Inception was awesome. Um, Gangs of New York is fucking great. Dude, he's a Between great him and – although – that movie I think of more for Daniel Day Lewis than for him because Daniel Day Lewis just kicks ass every time he's <laughs> doing anything. I fucking love Daniel Day Lewis for every- yeah, yeah. Uh, Dude, honestly, you know so many actor names. I was just thinking about this the other day. Is that I remember you used to play. I remember sitting uh, when uh, Aunt Renee lived in Kenmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like came up with this game. I don't know if you came up with it or you heard it from someone else of where you had to link movies by actors. 
So like, Ooh. do you remember this? Like you had like, like a random movie and then someone else would say another random movie and you had to like be like, well, this, this actor was in this movie with this guy and then he was in it, a different movie with this guy who's in a movie with that guy. And then yeah, you got, like I'm like, six, I don't know. Six degrees of separation. There you show. go. Yeah. yeah. I've never, I've never, I'd never had heard about that before. And I know, like, I knew like half the actors names you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Dude, you have so much movie knowledge. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I'm glad I'm able to like bring shit like that. So that at least I know something. There you go. Like, I'm just glad, like I got away with something like that um so environmental wise what do you see as your ultimate goal like where would oh, you want to if you could choose any job and you wanted to regulate something or do something what would you do dude i honestly have no idea that's such a hard it's so hard because i'm so torn with wanting to actually do the field work like i want to be out there like again like with the animals like i love i, I just love being out there like in a stream like mucking around mm-hmm. but then i feel like my like actual effect on the environment is so small like you know like i'm not really doing anything like in the grand scheme of things sure it's like i feel like the jobs that are higher up when you actually get shit done that's like but then i wouldn't i'm not gonna enjoy it as much a lot of that is actually managing other people and then or it's just dealing with paperwork or stuff like that you know so i'm i'm very right now i'm very torn with wanting to actually be there like out there with the animals doing my love you know like like scraping up pond scum like man i could do that all day i just love the smell the like, manual labor yeah, yeah dude i love that stuff and then like a smell of a marsh like people are like "Ooh, this is gross i'm like i love it oh give me more baby yeah and then but then sitting in the office i'm like ah, oh, but i'm actually doing something here so i don't know that's tough yeah um here's the piece of advice i can give you with that okay yeah hit me so you had a statement there where you were like uh am i really contributing right things based on my job right now so I want you to put yourself in the opposite perspective where you're like, what would this job be without me? And what if someone was here doing half the work that I do mm-hmm. and they're not giving that? You know that you're making a difference doing what you do in that aspect of it and that you're passionate about it. And that if someone comes in and gives 25% of what you give, they're not going to do as good. So you got to know that you're even in that little basis – you are adding to the web in right. the be- most beautiful way you could possibly do that. And I'm yeah. super proud of you for that. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. That's definitely true. But it's like I'm, in a, I'm, I'm still a little cog, you know? So if that little cog breaks, the big machine might work. Sure. Whereas if I was a bigger cog in the machine, I could be doing – and I'm doing 75% more than the other guy because I care more. You know, this machine's running that much more efficiently. Like I could be doing that job. Yeah, I get that. So it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard one. But I'm, I think also setting those goals for yourself gives you something to work towards and you that, yeah, that right. you know like that it, you want to be there and you may not get to where you want to be, but you're going to get close. Right. Yeah. And I think that's fucking awesome. And I think <laughs> we need more people like you to like save the world and save the planet like that. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that we need everyone to do everything, you know, it's so like that's the thing that I always think about is everyone's got to do what they actually like, you know, like, yeah, some somebody who like is absolutely loves economics. They shouldn't be doing what I do. No. Because, you know? I mean, we also need to have a stock market. Right. We need these companies. We need all this other stuff going on, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, honestly, we need literally everyone from cashiers to to the president, you know. We need this range of people that are all doing these essential jobs. Yeah. So, You're sure. bigger than you think where you are. That's, right. That's right. always right. how it is. Dude, good takeaway. Um, so, one thing we can leave people on, if you're like an average Joe just working or doing things like that. What's something that, like, the average Joe can do for the environment on a daily basis, do you Mm, think? That's good. So a big one for me is turning off the lights. Like, Mm. it doesn't seem like a big deal, but, dude, I go to people's houses and they just leave lights on. Like, we go downstairs. 
we're not going to be in the kitchen for four hours. They leave the light on. It's sure. Like, I mean, like, it, you, and you think, oh, dude, like, it, it doesn't make a big deal. But you think of the popular, what, eight billion people? Obviously, not everyone's leaving their lights on. Not everyone has access to lights. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's just a small thing. Like, dude, flick off the light. That's a good one. Flick off the freaking light. You always hear to like turn off the water when you brush your teeth. I don't see a lot of people who leave the water running anymore. Right? I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Right. No one does that. People leave lights on though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they a really good one. On. I know, dude. Turn off the light when you leave. The, I if I leave the room for thirty seconds, I'm turning off the light. Everyone mm-hmm. doesn't have to do that, but like, man, it, there's no reason. To there's leave no reason. On. Yeah, that's an easy one. Right. Like, pick up the trash around. You're even maybe. saving yourself money. You're saving yourself. It might be cents. But you're saving yourself. You're turn saving out yourself. the lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn off the lights. Don't be a slob. Just like yeah. be oh, conscious of the people dude. around Oh, my you. God. That fires me up like nothing else. Come on. It's just as easy to throw in a trash it's can, so you piece of garbage. It's so easy. The people who throw garbage on the ground are garbage themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to leave everyone with. Yeah. Take Don't that be a piece of garbage. Put that in your fucking hat <laughs> and shove it. Put that in, pu- in your pipe and smoke it and shit. <laughs> the garbage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that. If it, if it's getting rid of it, right, shit. There you go. Might as well. Good work. Eli, I could talk to you for hours, dude, and I absolutely love you being on here, and I'm glad that you took the jump and were able to come on the show tonight. Um, if people want to find you, I know you're not a huge social media guy. Um, Instagram, if you want to plug that. Dude, yeah, I'd say i go follow uh National Geographic. They Beautiful. Go. Beautiful. They go. See, go look at some big, some big wildlife, some elephants. They got some great pictures. Well, let me ask you this: What's an organization that you like that people can get behind that, mm. that do some things that may not be like PETA or like things like that? What's something that you believe in that people could like take an interest in? Like actually go donate something. To yeah, them? or maybe even just like keep track of their work oh, and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, you know what? I honestly, <clears throat> I like National Geographic. I think, oh, actually, you know what? Um, Paul Nicklin, mm-hmm. go look him up, man. He's awesome. Sea Legacy is what they're doing. They're doing a lot of stuff with the oceans. Sure. God, this man, he takes the best pictures of the Arctic, like even if it's not of wildlife, Ooh. of just like blue ice, the landscapes. Oh, man. Anyone anyone can enjoy this. Yeah. It's awesome. That's Dude, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Sea Legacy. And I think when people see things like that, too, they realize how precious the environment is right. and, like, how much we do have to preserve our planet. Because we only got one of those things. Yeah. And it's worth – dude, it's just something, like, you'd never experienced before. And if, if it's gone, you know, we're never going to get back. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. This shit's awesome. Yeah, it really is. Um, I'll go ahead and plug uh, BICBP-radio.com where all our podcasts are. Check out Get, uh, Getting Scary to – or, oh, my God, that's the wrong podcast I just said. <laughs> um, check out Damn That's Scary. Getting Scared Away is another horror movie podcast I listen to. But go check them out because those are my friends Ricky and Rian, and they do an awesome job with that. But they are not on our network, so don't look for them on our network. Um, Damn That's Scary is on our network. The panel discussion is on our network, which is all comic book-based. Um, we have uh, the Two-Point Conversation, which is all about football. We have um, tons of things, Rediscovering the Indies. We have The Closed Fist. We have all these really cool shows you could check out. So if you have any interest in anything, go look at any of those shows on BICBP-radio.com. Like us on Facebook at uh, Your Average Ordinary. Follow us on Twitter at Average Ord Pod, O-R-D Pod, um, or Podcast. Um, and then on Instagram, we are Average Ordinary Pod, P-O-D. Um, like us, subscribe, 
leave a bad review, leave a good review, <laughs> leave whatever. All the traffic is going to be good. And I'm going to um, jump off Eli, too, and I'm going to say donate to your local um, SPCA because that's where the most animals that need it are, and they do tons of work, and people there are underpaid and underappreciated. So donate to your local SPCA or local animal shelter because – adopt don't shop is a real thing for me and i think that's so so important um but for now we will be back next saturday for another fun-filled episode i'm dan torres that was eli connell my cousin coming in from virginia i'm so glad you made the trip up here dude um and both of us are gonna sign off and say see you guys next week yeah see ya bye for like 15 hours and if we want to get home to our favorite food and pornography we're gonna have to come up with a plan hey why don't we try leaving through one of those spooky looking doors wait whoa whoa doors like an exit door yeah maybe we should get on that hold on a second these doors are labeled this one says dracula on it and this one says beware zombies that's probably the exit and the last one just says nekagrima tough call Mm. i got an idea on three, we're going to open them all at once. All right, let's do it. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, hello there. Damn, that's scary. Damn, that's scary is our new favorite podcast where we talk about all things horror. Tune in to get the latest horror news, long form movie reviews, and all kinds of other scary shit. Mummies, wolfmen, vampires, chupacabras, lizard people, impolite Canadians, we do it all. So if you like horror podcasts, and we know you do, check out Damn That Scary, new episodes every week. And remember, keep it spooky.